What's up, everybody? It is another week. That means it's time for another episode of Movie Time. What's up, y'all? You got today, Loki here, and my boy, Blake Wolf. What's going on, dude? They made John Wick once. They made John Wick twice. Then they made John Wick a couple more times. John Wick 4 is coming to town. Right. I saw a three-hour movie. I am delirious but geeked to talk about this. <laughs> yes, I am also very delirious and geeked to talk about this as well. But yeah, it's going to be a very special Keanu episode as we talk about his latest John Wick 4 just coming out in theaters this weekend. And stay tuned towards a little more later on in the episode. And we're going to go ahead and do our ranking of Keanu's top action movies so if you're interested in hearing our thoughts about that definitely stay tuned for the rest of the episode but yeah totally excited to talk about that stuff as always if you are brand new to this channel and brand new to seeing these two lovely faces on screen hello thank you so much for tuning in we appreciate your company if you like to see more of us all you have to do is show some love subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet hit that like button hit that notification bell so you get notified every time a new video is uploaded. And for you audio listeners, thank you for listening to our golden voices. We appreciate all of you. If you want to hear our golden voices anywhere you go, all you have to do is search for the Loki Geek podcast channel on your podcast platform of choice. We can download this episode and many other things that we do on the YouTube channel for your downloading and listening pleasure. Also, you're feeling extra generous and you kind of want to help support the channel grow and continue to go on all you have to do is visit some of our affiliates in the description of this episode maybe you'll find something cool for yourself or a loved one and by doing so you're going to be supporting this channel with no additional cost to any of you guys so we'll greatly appreciate it and if you do partake in one of the affiliates let us know about it we want to hear if our offers are good for a lot of you people out there, because um, that's what we do. We want to try to, you know, share the love and bring good offers for our listening audience and our viewing audience there. So let us know about all that stuff. All right. Now, before we get into all this Keanu talk and everything, we usually like to start this episode off talking about, you know, a little catch up. Did we watch anything before today? You know, since we last spoke, I saw so many damn movies this week that I am pretty exhausted because I had a, a, a brand new movie every day this week and it's every been a day. little nuts every day yeah because last week you took a week off in the post I did Oscars I did yes okay we flipped okay cool. it's it's it's, it's crazy yeah so I'll, I'll run through the list real real quick without you know again if you want to see uh, my thoughts and reviews on any of these movies all you have to do is stay tuned to the channel one of them is already up and i have two more coming up uh probably by the weekend but monday night i saw paint the new movie with owen wilson uh it was one of those regal monday mystery movie nights and that was the movie of choice um i thought it was good um, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Um, it definitely has the same type of humor that you would be used to if you uh, like the movie Office Space. And it's funny yeah. that uh, Stephen Root is also in the movie as well. So there could be a kind of a connection there somehow. But it wasn't terrible. Um, for you people out there who don't know and may be confused, this is not a parody biopic on Bob Ross. It's just You're an joking. No, 
Yeah, it's yeah. just an okay. inspiration. I thought it was weird, the Al Yankovic story part too. No, okay. no, yeah. I I think if it was that, then maybe it would have been a little bit better. But still, they took that inspiration of the Bob Ross persona and used it and kind of turned it on their own, and it was still pretty decent. Um, and I I thoroughly, you know, I thought it was okay. Um, I gave it a three on Letterbox there. Um, then Tuesday, early morning, I was able to see Air, the new Ben Affleck and Matt Damon movie. Um, and I love that movie. That movie is so good, dude. It is. I'm so, I was, I'm worried. I've been where I saw oh. and people laughed in the theater and like, I was looking. It's you don't have to worry. You don't have to I worry. I would Are say, I would say like this is our the newer generations jerry Maguire. that makes sense if that's what they're going yeah. for okay yeah yeah are they are you smelling like the goodwill hunting oscar repeat type of stuff like and it but like but a lot of folks missed last duel they reteamed right. they teamed up for the first time in a while they there. did right but this but now, was like the proper team up right because you have ben affleck directing Right. Uh, I don't think he did a lot of the writing on the script. I think the script was written by somebody else. But you have Ben Affleck who's directing and starring. But even Ben Affleck's character in the movie wasn't so prominent. It was really a Matt Damon movie. He was the main okay. guy. Um, and I thought Matt Damon did a, a really great job playing the role of that, the Nike recruiter and all that. Viola Davis was great as Michael Jordan's mom. Um, you had Jason Bateman, who was fantastic. Chris Tucker, who we haven't seen in movies in a minute, and he was fantastic. His shtick, which we haven't seen in a long time, you know, the kind of shtick he has like in the Rush Hour movies where he's always screaming and talking loud. And like, you, you know, mean Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker, yeah, he's, he's doing Chris Tucker, yeah, yeah, Fifth Element, Chris Tucker, that yeah. every movie I've seen him in, Chris Tucker, absolutely, yeah, yeah. he's doing his thing. He, he does his thing here, but it's a little bit more tamed. And I think it's because of directing choices. And it was really good. And he comes across as brilliant in this movie. You have, uh, who else? Like was good acting movie? or like just good, a good acting? No, really? good, good acting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I, I have a good I, Chris Tucker impression. I got to update it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not doing it on air. But, uh, you heard it Chelsea before. Clinton. Who do you think I am? Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> what a distinct yeah, career trajectory and i was worried he lost his fastball but it sounds like it actually added maybe a little bit of a little dimension to it that's I, yeah I, I think i think what I what happens is like in time you know he's he's older obviously and i think under a right direction like under a right director still utilize what he's good with but tone it down a little bit you know like like you know spread it out and like his character in the movie actually had a lot of heart you know, so it was, it, dude, I was, I was not expecting to like this movie as much as I did. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I can't wait for you to see it so we could talk more about it. Um, Oscar it chances. Airs. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, I don't know about Oscar stuff. Maybe like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in the smaller categories, it might be recognized. Uh, I don't want to say anything because I don't want there to be potential audio grabs from you next year uh, <laughs> about <laughs> me saying that it has no Oscar choices or anything like that. But when you said it, everything everywhere all at once was would be forgotten by October, <laughs> is that the is that what you mean? 
Because that's right. on the record. You know, those of you go back to the episode. I didn't say in entirely all of that. I mean, yes, I, I will admit that I didn't think it was going to get that recognized. But I said, hey, I could be proven wrong. And I'm so glad I was. Um, but yeah, Air, look out for that because I okay. think that's that you're gonna be pleasantly surprised by that. Um, and then on Wednesday, yesterday, because we're we're taping this on a Thursday night, I saw Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, you and, do a movie every day. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'm not I wasn't kidding. Yeah, I, I saw a movie every day. Uh and Dungeons and Dragons, I was very skeptical going into this movie because I mean, every time you have a big property like that. And, you know, you look at the trailer, it looks like it was going to be extremely campy and maybe like ridiculous. I was actually pretty entertained throughout the movie. I thought Chris Pine did a really good job. Now, don't get me wrong. They do have a lot of comedy in it. And it's one of those types of comedy that can get annoying for some people. Like, you know, like let's say you and I are talking. Right. And then I'll just cut in and say, I wonder if I turned off the oven. All right, and we keep talking. Oh, oh, did I really turn off the oven? Yeah, I think I turned off the oven. And then you see an explosion in the background. Oops, I didn't turn off the oven. It's a, like a lot of that stuff. Okay. You know? um, but I think later on, they kind of steered away from that a little bit more. And they used their comedy timing and bits a little bit more carefully, which is which is good. Um, Hugh Grant. Oh, man. He he's a he's a treasure. Remember, we were we were talking about like during the Oscars. It's nice seeing Hugh Grant in his like elderly state now because he he's the kind of guy that doesn't give a fuck anymore. Um, he plays guy, Richie movies. Right. He's having a little yeah. moment. I love it. Yeah. Curm- curmudgeonly Hugh Grant is oh, so yeah. fun. Oh, it and it it shows in this movie too, and it's so good. It's it's really really good. It fits it fits the kind of character that he's playing. So. Um, so yeah, I would say that with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, they may have a hit on their hands there, uh, especially wow. with the crowd who are into Dungeons and Dragons. If they're if they're, if they're going for that audience, I think that audience will be very pleased. For a more you know general audience like maybe yourself, I think there's enough there if you can look past the fantasy elements. I know you don't do well with fantasy stuff all the time. But if you are into some of that stuff, then I think it has enough for you to be entertained and everything. So, okay. but yeah, so that was my week in movies. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. What, what about you? <laughs> and you ended with a three hour John Wick four. I know. Yeah. That one too. Yeah, so hence I'm exhausted right now. <laughs> um, I did. I, we flipped cause I did Oscar burnout and cure that hangover with the hair of the dog watching movies every day that week right. afterward. Uh, this week, I decided to do more of this stay inside option. And okay. the only movie that got me outside was Inside, the new Willem Dafoe. Oh, how um, was that? The friend, Dafoe, I'm not sure. But how Dafoe. did you see it? I thought no, you, I, no, I no, didn't. I, I, wa- it, I know it's his on name's my, not it... Willem. I, wait, <laughs> I know his name's not Willem Defriend. <laughs> no, wait. it's Willem Dafoe. That's why you like the friend, Dafoe. He's like, always no, playing the bad Dafoe. guy. That's why his last name is Dafoe. Yeah, he got the messed up teeth. <laughs> I I genuinely enjoyed it a lot. Very nice. suspenseful, intense. Nice. A little more uh like imagine like a more art house e castaway kind of concept oh, going on. Interesting. Okay. I'm afraid not many people are gonna see it because it, it mm. just but I've I've shown the trailer to a few people and they're like, whoa, that, it gets intense. It is you're watching a guy kind of lose his mind. I don't want to give too much away because there's a chance, like it looks like it could be a few different genres and it becomes something very interesting. I'll say that I was on the edge of my seat. I was 
kind of glad when it was over it was like a hold your breath movie and watching Willem Dafoe go at it in a room for a couple hours was a treat so um yeah that's 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 all I did though was stay inside and watch inside okay hey I see what you did there um but but yeah no it's that's movie's been on my list it's just I haven't had a chance to go see it yet you've Um, been busy watching other movies yeah, you gotta maybe see next... before it comes out. Apparently, is what you've been doing this week. <laughs> yeah, which is great. I mean, it's nice to talk about this stuff now. You know, before the rush and floods of people talking about it when it comes out. Mr. But... Mr. Film journalist going to film festivals, seeing the early releases. Good. Look at it, you. It, it, it's a hustle, people. It's like I'm not getting invites. I'm actually hustling to to try to catch these movies early. Um, so Love the game. For all you studios and PR people listening or maybe watching out there, you know, hey, I'm willing to go and watch these movies and talk about them. So keep me in mind because I'm doing it on my own without getting paid for it. Um, Well, you know, get some ad dollars here and there and all that. (laughs) Go buy a T-shirt. Yeah, buy a T-shirt, people. Come on. We got some good, good, good deals for all of you guys in in the comments and in the description of this video. But uh, with that being said, let us go into our John Wick 4 talk right now. Um, the fourth installment of this surprisingly entertaining franchise. I mean, it was one of those. I remember when I first saw John Wick, the first one, it was actually funny enough. It was at a screening. I was invited to a mystery screening one day huh. and I went to it. And at the screening, as we were all seated, that's when they told us what the movie was. And wow. they said, you're going to watch this new Keanu Reeves action movie called John Wick. And we're like, oh, okay. At this time, I think there was a little fatigue with Keanu because of all the Matrix stuff. And he was being, it was like one of those things where, can he get out of the whole Neo persona? Like, is he just going to get tied to this thing? Um, he had a whole run of whack action movies up until yeah. John Wick. This is like a career-defining franchise for the man. For sure. And I'm glad he's he's not leaving it. And it is it is so much part of his legacy now for this second half of his career, or at least the Twilighter. Yeah. Huge. Just like Matrix earlier. And right. We'll, we'll, we'll do our little Keanu, Keanu review. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves view um, of, of his <laughs> career. But no, yeah, yeah, it's uh, what a wild way to see John Wick and oh not my know God. what's going to happen. And be, I'm assuming I would be skeptical at that moment. Going oh, big into time! It. Like, oh, I, I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was, I was not sure how I was going to take to it. I, I actually had a date with me too, and we were both looking at each other like, oh boy, this could be interesting. And as we walked out of the theater, we couldn't stop talking about it. We were just like this is probably one of his best roles that he's ever played because it's like tailor made for him. He doesn't have to speak much and he, and you know, he, he's, he's all in when it comes to action stuff. So he was all in and you could tell it too. Like you could tell, like he was, you know, into all the action scenes and all that. And then I recommended it to other friends. Another friend of mine was very skeptical and I paid for his movie ticket. I'm like, look, if you don't like it, uh you know whatever i i'll i'll buy you something or whatever the case is and he mm-hmm. fell in love with it so and then it spawned all these other sequels right it it blew up to become this amazing franchise so going into chapter 4 i'm asking myself how can you top the stuff that they've already done in the previous three movies and boy did they top 
a lot of the stuff, if the, if not all of the things that you've already seen in the John Wick movies. I would I would say that this movie has some of the best action sequences that I've ever seen in the John Wick franchise, in the Matrix franchise, yep. in a lot of other more current modern action films. There's this one particular sequence, and we can talk about this when we get more into spoiler stuff, that I would put up there with like the best action sequences that you would remember from some of the John Woo classics, like Hard Boiled and stuff. Like it was so well choreographed and so well shot that I was just enthralled during the whole time. And, you know, it's they paced out these action scenes almost brilliantly because when they get into more of the story stuff, that's when it get gets a little long. It gets a little, you know, kind of dull. The movie is two hours and like 15 minutes. And it felt long. Like it really did. If I had one complaint, it did feel long at times. And that was unfortunately during a lot of the dialogue scenes, dialogue heavy scenes and all, and all that. But then once the action kicks in, it wakes you back up. You get, you perk up. You know, and then, okay, I can go on with this. I could go forward with this. Um, and, yeah, it was just a really well-done movie. Uh, very epic in scale for both the character of John Wick and just the the sequences and, and you know, visual effects and all that. The, the stunt choreography was just mind-blowing oh. to me. Oh, my God. If If there was ever a time to now finally start recognizing stunt people, this is a time you have to start doing it. This is the movie to showcase that. Because yep. I could only imagine how many stunt people they had on this film. Because, you know, sometimes what I do is like, I'll, I'll, I'll look at the stunt people and I'll say, okay, which ones are the same ones that I've seen before? I couldn't see that this time around. I, I felt like it was like different people every time. Uh, now that could just be the magic of the makeup and outfits and all that stuff like that. But you could tell they had a really huge talented stunt team on on this film and i i think it it does beg to to ask the question when are they going to start getting recognized for their work in hollywood because this movie showcases all of it um as far as like the performances i mean donnie yen mm. is like the perfect addition mm. to this franchise and mm. it, you know for someone who's so well known for his hong kong action flicks that he's done it's so nice to finally see him in this franchise finally because he fits in perfectly. Yes. Um, so, so it was great to see him. Uh, newcomer Rina Sawayama, who is a singer in Japan. I believe this is her debut, acting debut, and she was fantastic. Uh, she was awesome. You got Hiroku uh, Sanada, who is like your go-to Japanese actor. Um, you've seen him in everything. Uh, he was great in this movie. I mean, and Bill Skarsgård, menacing, you know, the perfect villain. I mean, he was just, he, most people only know him for playing Pennywise. Um, then last year, he was in that movie, that horror movie. I, I forgot the name of it, Barbarian. And I thought he did a really good job in that film. But now we get to finally see his real true acting chops. And he was I, so I know good. This. I know him as the younger Skarsgård, like Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, brother, sure. I didn't watch. I don't watch horror movies. Right, so right. This is the first time I really got to watch him do his thing. God yeah. damn. Oh my god. Get out of the park. He was so good, and like again, like the perfect type of villain, especially for this type of franchise. Um, everyone was just so good. Clancy Brown was good when he was on screen. 
Um, you know, and then you got your regulars like Ian McShane and Lawrence Fishburne who do their thing, and Lance Reddick, R.I.P. Mm, R.I.P. Uh, you know, who he, I mean, just great presence on screen uh, all over the board. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, you're not, you know, you don't go to these movies looking for plot, really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, the plot is very simple. Um, and if you didn't, couldn't tell from the trailer, it's basically, you know, John Wick just wants to be free. And he has to go through all these things to try to get there, right? Um, but yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, what about you there, Blake? Oh, before before I kick it off to you, uh, I know we usually like to talk about you know audience reaction and all that. Yeah. Now again, 4 p.m. on a Thursday after you know early evening, you're not gonna get a full theater. But I would say my my theater was half full, which is great. Wow. For, yeah, for, for 4 p.m. A weekday. Oh, yeah. 4 p- wow. Oh yeah. People were waiting for this movie. People were really yeah, waiting for for, for this movie. And every every time the action scenes would complete or something big popped on screen, everyone was like cheering and, and clapping or doing like, oh damn, like like one of those type of reactions. It was yeah. just that that type of movie. And I'm pretty sure we're gonna be hearing a lot of those type of reactions all throughout this weekend and probably for the next week or two. Um, but yeah, how was it for you? Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of movie people wait for. The, like, Top Gun, uh, sorry, not Top Gun, like, Mission Impossible, James Bond. Like, people are going to excited to go see it. And in the last however many years, this might be the number one action franchise that's a new, like, in the last, whatever, 10 years, that's newly created, and people are signing up when the tickets drop there for opening night. Half full at 4 p.m. is amazing. That's yeah. one of the largest. Okay. I knew the runtime was going to be three hours going into it. Um, there's a character early on because they did go back. Uh, where, this isn't a spoiler. He goes back to a place he was at in John Wick 3 that I thought is where John Wick 3, what made it a failure of a movie overall compared to 1 and 2, where he does like a desert mystical talking to an elder and it gets it gets kind of silly and less action-y. He starts there. And uh, the guy says, I'm afraid you've come a very long way for nothing. And I was like, oh, God, are we just going to spend the whole time three hours for nothing being back? In the- and then they make it very clear we are moving on quickly and yeah. we're getting back to what you want from this franchise. My theater, I saw a 730, which is kind of a sweet spot for opening night because the latest ones you get emptier, earlier ones you get emptier. It was mostly full. I would be surprised if it didn't sell out and just a few people didn't show up level of full. The audience applauds at the end. The conversations mm. in the bathroom were, line were exactly what you were talking about. There was a long bathroom line afterward yeah. uh, because it was a three-hour one. And somebody literally goes, I, I, I had to go the whole time and I couldn't walk away from this movie. <laughs> it just kept moving. And I felt the same way. I paced myself. I made it through the three hours. There's not really like there's a couple moments, but it is exactly what I wanted from John Wick 4. I was worried after John Wick 3. I remember being disappointed after that one. We'll talk about those a little bit later too, just our our ranking of these. Yeah. But this one to me hit and hit hard. And I also, there's a few action sequences that I want to not fully break down, but just go review of like highlights. Yeah. The but to, to go off what you're saying, the casting was so good. The newcomers were amazing. Mm-hmm. Shamir Anderson, 
hadn't seen anything he's been in before hadn't yes. even heard of it and the dude yeah. crushed it in that role yeah. very i love it seeing that when um i think it was jessica henwick was having a little moment in star wars and matrix 4 and you're just seeing a newcomer fully slot into a very developed franchise that's always fun yeah. um and then you've got a bunch of people which is a, a random co-worker i was talking to i was asking are you gonna go see john wick 4 he's like yes i'm very excited and the reason he was excited, he goes, I can't wait to see who they put in because every one of these movies has mm -hmm. some guy you know from mm -hmm. professional sports, music, something like that, and they turn him into an action hero. And uh, there was definitely a couple of those moments that were very fun and some old steady hands keeping it moving, um, like doing exactly what they needed to do yeah. for their roles. Overall, like pound for pound, this is uh, just an unimpeachable action movie. There was a couple moments that felt long, but for me, it was only the ones where, and this is a problem with all movies, when you're trying to wrap it up and the sun is setting and you're doing a slow-mo and then I'm going, okay, are we going to do the one year later thing? Like, where are we ending this? Because when you go that much heart-pounding action for that long, how the hell do you get off that plane <laughs> without injuring yourself? Right. And the, I that was the only part really where I was like, okay, I'm in pain now. I've been sitting for three hours. I need to. I need to go. And and then it honestly it it wrapped pretty nicely. We can at the very end. I, I do also want to do a like, what are we doing next? Question. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um. And and then go over the action scenes. That's that's the main things that I'm taking away from this one. Yeah. No. For sure. And and that's the thing. Like again, without spoiling it yet, the way the movie ended, it didn't feel rushed. I mean, it shouldn't have because you just sat through freaking two hours and forty minutes of movie. It it nothing should feel rushed at all. I thought they really took the time to properly end the movie the way it, it they decided to end it. And I felt completely satisfied afterwards. Like, you know, you, you, you've held that a feeling where, uh, especially in, in like action movies, where it would end and then you're just like, wait, that's it? Like, wait, I have so many questions or I, I, I just right. don't understand all this stuff. With this, I, I, I'm done. I was like, whew, that was a yes. great, that was epic. Like, I'm, I'm, Full, I'm full. I don't need any dessert. I'm good. Like mm -hmm. I'm good till till tomorrow, or whatever. But yeah, I, I'm really glad how they ended it. And again, it's just kudos also to Chad Stalinsky. Is it mm. Stalinsky for a guy who's only directed these movies? I don't think he's directed anything else, right? He's, he's he, I think he spent most of his directing career so far just on the John Wick movies. Um, they also he, played um, Carrie Ann Moss's husband in Matrix Four. That's right. That's right. Yes. So he's got yes. some history, like in the in this world. But yeah, yeah, this is the dude's. This is his project. And yeah, three of four or four for four, depending on how you count. Holy cow! Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I mean, he he's, he's got he, a couple other uh, other ones, but sorry, actually, directing. You're right. That's it. He's produced a couple other things. That's it. That's amazing. Right. It's I mean, for record. yeah, for someone who's just only been doing really mainly these movies, like he knows what he's doing, which is which is crazy. Um, but well, he's a stuntman. Yeah. That's his his history. Yeah, is he? That's how he comes up. And then through that, I I it's because what usually happens is you do a, a breakthrough movie and then you get pulled into different directions, and then right. ten years later your career went sideways. I'm guessing this dude just knows what he likes and what he wants to do. And he's comfortable enough. He gets to just go, no, I'll just keep working on these. Like 
if you're a stuntman and this is your career legacy, hell yeah. That's one of the biggest yeah. level ups I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. A stunt person just becoming an actor is, is pretty huge. Yeah. It happens. But the one where they become a director of one of the most successful action film franchises ever, give me John Wick 10 and 15, like just pump them out, dude. Seriously. That's a great yeah. life. Seriously. And, and again, if anyone was to be the advocate for the recognition of stunt people in Hollywood, what a great leader to have for that because he, these movies are showcases for stunt people and stunt work because, I mean, the, the amount of stuff that they do in these movies is just mind-blowing to me. Um, so, That's, yeah. Like, it, so there's the non, non-stop pounding action. And I was honestly a little anxious after the big bad battle because my heart was still racing from what sure, we yeah. just gone through. The lead yeah. up to that was, mm-hmm. it kept having, and when I was going through, I was kind of making a list of like, hey, this action scene happened, this one happened, this was a favorite. The list is bonkers. It's just mm-hmm. pretty much nonstop. I was worried they were going to just end the movie. And I was like, I need a minute. So the fact that they <laughs> did take their time, I yeah. wasn't mad about it at all. To dismount, like that's a difficult thing. And then another thing we can talk about when we're talking about the action sequences is... The directing quality is mm-hmm. way up there. There's a lot oh, of action yeah. movies that have explosions and not, or they're doing exciting camera work and they've got good actor. Like there's all these little cheat codes where you don't have to actually be good at directing to make it a right. successful action film. There's some moves he did here and some, not just like story building and where you put the camera, but there's a one scene what we'll talk about blew my mind. Like just on, Directing, not talking about the um, everything else is amazing, of course. Keanu yeah. Reeves, stunt coordination, all that. But we're just on the directing skills. My buddy and our elbows are like, "Are you seeing this? Yeah, that's special. That's rare." Yeah, no, it, it was it was fantastic, and yeah, I, I I won't be surprised if this movie is like the runaway hit this weekend. I mean, they're projecting what one hundred fifteen million domestic, maybe. Um, I won't be surprised if it was like if it hits one twenty five because of word of mouth. Now the only the only downside is it is a long movie, you know, and usually when the movie's longer, it, it tends to kind of scare people from going to the theater. But you got to pay the babysitter an extra twenty five dollars, right? That, right? That, yeah, exactly. Like third hour, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. real. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, Chad uh, was recently uh, interviewed, and I guess he's hearing criticism about the length of the movie, and he kind of he claps back and he's like. You know, the people who are complaining are the same people who would binge a stupid TV show on Netflix for like five yep. hours. <laughs> You're like, damn right. You're like, hell Listen, yeah. <laughs> three hours is nothing compared to what we do to ourselves on a right. day, like a weekly basis. Like, look at your screen time on your Instagram. Oh, absolutely. Man. TikTok, all that stuff. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. look at those stats because they make me sick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is well worth the two hours and 49 minutes or 50 they minutes, use it. it is. They use it. The yeah. problem after those movies is going like, oh, it dragged at this part. They did too much of this, too much of that. No, pound for pound. Yeah. Action. Yeah. No, it's it's great. And again, I'm so so curious to hear about your thoughts. Uh, when you watch the movie or if you've already seen it, let us know all your thoughts in the comments because this is definitely one of those uh, moments in, in like action movie history where I just mm-hmm. – I just can't stop talking about it. It's just one of those yeah. like phenomenal things uh, that they were able to accomplish in this film. Probably since I don't think I went so like nerdy nuts about an action film since the raid. I would have to say since I saw the raid. For real? 
Yeah. I was thinking about some of the some of the action sequences and how it's handled and the quality. And you were mentioning old John Woo. Yeah. And I'm, I, th- I thought of the raid for sure. I'm thinking of like parts of Kill Bill. Like that's the level sure. of quality yeah, yeah. we're dealing with. And I'm not saying that it's overall storytelling and everything Tarantino, but I'm saying like the, was it the 88 keys scene? Yeah. Is yeah, how yeah, I yeah. felt this entire fucking yeah. movie. Yeah, because it was, it was chaotic. It was chaos, it, right? It was just but controlled though, chaos. Yeah, even though it like he had so much going on, it was very controlled. And I felt like, in especially with with the last John Wick movie, it was very uh, like secluded and focused. Yeah. A lot of the fight yeah. scenes, so it's usually like one on two, or you know what, two on two or whatever. Like this one was just like massive chaos zombie video game yeah. level chaos. <laughs> yeah video game yeah it, it felt like a lot of video game moments in this movie mm-hmm. and like as i was watching the film i was like why haven't they done a uh, video game based on this franchise yet like a full-on action video game and then i thought again about it i was like they don't need to because this is it already like i don't need yeah. to play through any of this because i'm watching it right <laughs> in front of me you know um uh, but yeah the level of like difficulty on the controller because that's another thing that makes oh me yeah Keanu is doing a lot of his own stunts yeah and if you're doing throw the guy flip the guy spin shoot d- catch the gun do this yeah. car hits him move him here grab use him as a shield like that non-stop is insane it's and it crazy. takes i think that makes sense why this would be a stunt person and stunt coordinators franchise is because yeah. he's just doing stunts going like i bet what if we did this and this mm-hmm. and then and like if you if you have the right team involved and you can pull this off, holy shit! If you don't, people are gonna die for real because this was I'm felt like fear for these stunt people so oh, yeah. many times. And there's the viral clip of dude getting thrown down the elevator. Down the, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. go, "This is why you need to award stunt people at the Oscars." Which yeah. was talking oh my to God. buddy, the the friend I go with. He he worked on John Wick three um, behind the scenes, and we're just. I like talking about these movies and action movies and he's helping break it down and like how it goes. But one thing I was just griping about is like if Oscars, if you want a juice injected into your telecast Mm -hmm. and you're worried about the runtime and is it get rid of the little segments, the little interacting with the crowd thing, stunt coordination and casting casting, you get a montage of super famous people of a lot of them, eight in one movie, eight in another five in another the other one you get to do is stunt and just show clips of yeah. sick things happening in these movies. People are pumping their fists and high-fiving and screaming like like a sporting event and you're at Buffalo Wild Wings and it's the last moment and people are just like, oh, no. Like I, I, I laugh so many times and scream so many times on a guttural instinctual mm-hmm. level because my mind was being blown yeah. by like it's, it's so many gnarly action moments <laughs> you know what i i think it's time let's let's talk about some of these action moments because we have to we just have to um i think one of the first things so we're talking spoilers you could see it up there on the screen yet so if you if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want to get spoiled i advise you check the chapter list maybe fast forward to our keanu action movies ranking or if you don't care, obviously, just stick around and and join in on the fun here. Because I think one of the first things I do want to mention is, and they don't cover this in the trailers from what I remember, Donnie Yen's character is blind. 
And I was not expecting that, you know. And the moment they... one flashback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, dude, he's doing the whole blind Zatuichi again. I'm like, and I think that's pretty awesome. Especially in the chaotic action sequences that he was involved in. The way how he utilizes the environment. The way how he has like these little devices that will ring a bell every time someone passes through them. Like the motion sensors and all that. Like it was so smart the way they handled a lot of those action sequences for him personally as his blind character. I thought that was really, really amazing. And again, unexpected because, again, I don't think the trailers show that. I don't think they they kind of hint at that he's blind because there's no there's no need to. I mean, it's a nice little surprise in the movie when you find out. But I, I think a lot of the, that that nice touch, I think, really, really showcased some of the, the talents of Donnie Yen, especially in this in this film. Um, but what? What was like? What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you talk about action sequences in this movie? As far as like, what is like your favorite so far, or the one that really sticks out? To continue on the Donnie Yen thing, because he has one. There, sure. there's so many. I literally, once I started writing it, I just kept like on the list. It just kept going. Yeah. It's kind of t- tough to segment them out because there's so many that just lead from one to another to another. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely some set pieces happening. The one that sticks out most, I'll get to in a second. But for the Donnie Yen, like, he's not only doing the blind, uh, would you, uh, you said the Satoichi? Yeah. Thank you. And then, and also, I'm thinking of the Rogue One character, which yep. is how a lot of American audiences would know him best. That were absolutely him, basically. Mm-hmm. But then it's also, he's got a drunken master vibe. He's yeah. got like these mannerisms and affectations that were fun. The way that I like weirdo characters, and there's a comedy to the way he did some of his moves. Yeah, he does the like wind up punch thing. Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> he fucks someone up so good, and he kind of does this like little bow thing. Like he does that. Like <laughs> yeah. if if you told me that he they wrote a drunken master character and then cut out the part where he drinks, like right. oh, that makes sense. They don't want people to do that at home. Yeah. He, that was made it more special. So when I saw mm-hmm. Donnie Yen's in it, I go, okay, they're doing the thing that franchises do. They get another big name. They're sure. doing the Fast and Furious thing. They get another another star. Is it going to be the big bad? Is it going to be more of just like a small? No, he was. He stole so many sequences. Oh, man. Yeah. He's eating the soup, gearing up. Oh, that and was his, great. The guy who's in yeah. charge of him is going, are you not going to help? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, do your job. And he's like, he was oh, so I'm annoyed. He had, the, yeah. he had the one punch man vibe for a lot of it. They're like, yes. oh, I have to do this again. Yes, so yes. many great pulls from amazing action characters in that one dude. Amazing. I, mean, I was honestly like rolling my eyes. Like, okay, of course, Donnie is going to join this franchise. It just makes sense. He's yeah. gonna get a paycheck, and you got. And I was concerned after John Wick three. I was thinking this might be the the fall off. Right. No, to me, like I I'm still not sure where it ranks in him. We'll get to that later, but that made it special. Those those moves and a, a couple others. But the main main action set piece that I literally screamed when I saw just where it was gonna be. Yeah. The Arc de Triomphe. In Paris, France, ah, which yes, we, something we talked about off cameras. You're you're a fan of Japan, and they have a yes. whole set piece in Japan. They spend some yeah. time there, and they spend some t- good time in Paris. Oh yeah, my FOMO was acting up. They say, "Oh, we're going to the Arc de Triomphe," and I go, "Ah, they're just going to drive up to it." Um, 
there's a couple very famous like there's an audrey hepper movie there's a casablanca it's it's like a it's a landmark icon um a Jean-Luc Godard breathless like it's been in like very featured in some movies for sure and I'm thinking like okay they're gonna drive up to it and then they're gonna go to the subway station underneath no when I realized they're doing a <laughs> driving shooting punching all the above action set piece on the Arc de Triomphe where the road it's I'm gonna say off the top of my head 10 lanes pure circle very few signs a location that, unlike many intersections in the world, as someone in New York City, I walked up to the curb and I got freaked out. I was like, sure. how are there not nonstop limbing deaths on this road all day? It's uh, And there's this giant landmark and a lot of people crowded around and just traffic going. And they do it. And they did it. And I thought at some point, a car is going to flip over and all the traffic is going to stop. And then we'll do a little punch scene. No. The traffic didn't stop for what I'm going to say was 15, 20 minutes. There's moments where someone's getting hit by multiple cars. They're using cars as a weapon again. <laughs> Shout out John Wick 1. Oh, yeah. That's a huge uh, piece. He gets the old car back for a bit. He's but a new version of it. Shooting between cars, shooting people in cars, getting a motorcycle for another part of it. At some point... A dog is jumping from car to from car, car to car. car which, yeah, <laughs> I think that was a John Wick three affectation, or maybe John Wick two, the where they had the dogs introduced. And it was, it, it was, was three, three because it was Halle Berry's dogs. Yeah, brilliant thing to have in that movie. This one, they just had the one dog that yeah. fuck shit up, and you see it coming, you go, oh god, and it's jumping, doing things that none of the other characters could do because of the traffic situation. Right. That one, literally. I screamed when I saw where it was at and what the potential was. There's a few of those in the movie, but this one in particular stood out. That's yeah. My that gut was, dropped for that whole time. That was like anxiety inducing like, freaking action because like you said, the cars never stopped. And I'm trying like during, during like halfway through, I'm thinking to myself, like, if I was driving in that circle, I think I would have stopped a while ago because <laughs> like there's some crazy stuff happening right now. Also, and... where's the cops? There's not one cop. Oh, of course. Last yeah. time I was last time I was in Paris in there, there was an entire military marching band just like <laughs> playing music in the middle. I was like, one of those dudes would have gotten involved at right. some point. But oh yeah. We're not we're not asking too many questions. Nah. No, nah. there's the no need. Keeps going and yeah. they're running towards each other and then stop and then people get hit by buses and they survive and then you gotta oh. worry about them. When the traffic comes back around, God. yeah, and and my God, this guy, this freaking John Wick, he he just gets <laughs> thrown and tossed all over the damn place, um, and then when it, we'll, we'll get to this one other scene later, that someone in the audience in my theater said something out loud that I thought was hilarious, um, but my, one of my th scenes that stands out happens right after that scene. Where they go into, I believe it's it's not a church, but it's a building, and they have this amazing like one shot action sequence that is shot and filmed from the roof. You're right, the ceiling. that's the best one. And yeah. I was just like, "Get the oh. fuck out of here!" It's like when I compare this scene to like one of the best action scenes in film, like uh, Hard Boiled in the police station, where you have Chow Yun Fat going from room to room and shooting people. And then it gets to a point where he's holding a baby and shooting people and all that stuff like that. It was like nonstop. This was very similar to that, where you have John just like shooting guys all over the place. He now has this shotgun that has these like fire rounds that he's like, like 
he's like basically incinerating guys as he's shooting them going from room to room and really it doesn't really break it just you're you are following him going into doorways into halls it's a wonder it's a wonder yeah I didn't have and the I, chance to time it out, but it was so long. And that's the yeah. part I was talking about earlier where the friend and I are going, are you seeing this? Do you, cause I yeah. sometimes I'll miss a wonder in real time. Mm -hmm. There's a moment where that you see a rafter and if they had to cut, that's where they would, that's do probably it. where and they I did don't it. Yeah. fault them. But the fact that you still, it feels like a wonder is yeah. the whole point. Anyway, the yeah. concept of a wonder is it can be gimmicky. We sure. saw it in like 1917 where they're like, oh, now we're going to go by this wall. And then that's yeah. when they get Or someone's cut. like walking in front of the, the camera and right. then that's how they cut. Yeah. But the whole but, point uh, is on a like an instinctual level, you don't, you just see, okay, that's a rafter mm -hmm. and it still feels like a one or it. But even yeah. when you include that as a cut, it's still unbelievable that they're including fire going through walls, yeah. going through the floor. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. It, it was it was nuts and it, you know i kind of referenced it like kind of like watching a video game this felt like i was watching a live action video game because this is the kind of stuff like you would see in a video game the fact that like i said he's literally going from room to room and you're following everything from from a top view um and then and then like afterwards they cut to again a new scene with shamir anderson's character as they're kind of like you know fighting against each other and then it goes back to that whole ceiling sequence once again for another mini one or shot uh, sequence where he's, again, mowing kids down and all that stuff. It was just so amazing how they choreographed it, how they shot it. I could only imagine the planning behind it all like that was just and I'm sure a lot of you are going to say and remind us, yeah, there was some CG in there. Fine. Of course. Didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it. Yeah. It, that's, yeah. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. The point is, <laughs> if you're watching it and it interrupts the moment and yeah. you feel the CGI or the cut, that's when it's a problem. If it's seamless, yeah. congratulations. You yeah. know now that all movies in the 21st century all have CGI, every fucking one. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, don't especially, care about that. I didn't feel yeah. it for a second. No. Especially like if you watch a lot of like the special effects and behind the scenes footage of any movie these days. You'd be shocked the amount of CGI they use, even for the more the most simplest things. A gun could be CG. You know, maybe the person's not even carrying a gun, but you know, they have to CG in there because maybe that person's doing crazy stuff with it. It doesn't matter. It didn't feel that way here. Right. And it just felt fantastic just to watch the whole thing. Um, hands down, one of the best action sequences I've seen in a very long time. Um, it, once this movie is available on digital, I think I'm going to have to just go back and keep on watching that time and time again because yeah. it's worth it. It's really, really worth it. And then immediately after that, we get the staircase scene. And this was the one Yo. scene where I'm just like, what the fuck? And this is where we get to see the team up with Donnie and, and, and John Wick. You know, and them two together, I mean, that is just the team up we've been waiting for for a long time because it was fantastic. Um, the 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 part where uh, someone in the audience in my in my uh, theater screamed out loud is this poor guy. Again, he's been thrown around like a rag doll, you know, for like at least 30 minutes. He, he has to get up to the top of these stairs because he has to get to the church. You know, his life his, depends on it. The whole movie, the whole mission it, depends on exactly. it. Exactly. The top of the 212 steps or so, however many yeah. they said. 
Like, yeah, 212, 220, something like that. That's the goal. You got That's to. the goal. He gets up to where there's like five more steps. And this poor dude gets hit. And he goes out of trampling nowhere. down out of nowhere. He goes way down, all the way down, halfway. And then he gets hit again. And then goes all the way down to the very beginning. And, I, and the guy in the audience screamed. I was like, yo. Every bone on your body is broken, son. <laughs> and I'm like, he's right. He's like, there's no way anyone could have ever survived. Dude. Hey, Stop man. Some questions about John Wick movies, hey, y'all. Love jackets, the suit. We're good. Don't hate, yep. don't hate on the suits because that suit saved his life. But oh my God, that was just insanity. Insanity. Because they do, they're doing comedy in these movies. Yeah through action and they know what audiences like me are doing where i'm laughing because an action scene is uh -huh. so absurd or sometimes just overwhelming it's so insane to see someone get stabbed in a certain way you go yeah. oh, oh my god and it's yeah. like a horror movie when people laugh after they get freaked out it's a nervous reaction that happens naturally they're pressing that button repeatedly but then every now and then there's some proper lol comedy and that's oh, one yeah. of them they did yeah. it in the last John Wick with the punching him through the glass. Mm -hmm. And it's another one of those, like, again, really, you're putting this poor guy through that? <laughs> At least, like, 20 times. I feel like he went through glass, like, 20 times. And I was just like, no how joke. much more? <laughs> and it's the kind of joke where you, I, I've seen it. It's, just, it's like a current kind of comedy in the last 15 years or so that's taken off where people just keep doing the same thing. Yeah. And it becomes annoying. And it's like, oh, okay, they're doing how many times I get, and then they do it again and it becomes funny again. The timing of these, which it's another reason why it's great to have such a, an expert stunt person yeah. do these is because timing is the whole game with comedy also. Yeah. So then one of the ones that stands out to me, and I, I don't know if it's necessarily the quality of action and the punches, but the ingenuity of Donnie Yen's doorbells. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Because you're great. looking for that in these movies. It's rare to find someone do a new device. And you go, oh, they're going to use chopsticks to kill the guy. Now they're going to do And he's blind. And so he has so many people he has to fight. He has these little devices on him. Slaps him up it's against so each good. wall. Is feeling along kind of very, uh, like, very physical acting from yeah from donnie yen and it felt believable like this dude's feeling around looking for something he can put this on while trying to kill people and he's like gonna of course be shaky and disoriented and maybe drunk i don't know mm -hmm. um but and he slaps the doorbell on there it's or like a motion sensor ding yeah. dong thing and so as the bad guys are like oh this blind guy we could just sneak up on him they walk by. Ba -boom, doo -doo -doo -doo, yeah. <laughs> when the first one Brilliant. went off, I, I said to myself, oh, that dude's dead. And like literally seconds afterwards, like you yep. see the bullet go through his head. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. You guffaw. That's one of those yeah. that hits you in the stomach with a laugh. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, oh, yeah. With that character, that being another thing to add to it, because we've seen like what daredevil sonar mm -hmm. he's gonna do the thing where he scrapes the sword and then he can see where he's so at here better. like yeah the, the vibrations and all that yeah yeah thank you but the there was another la layer of ingenuity with how he did his action mm -hmm. scenes that was it was pure comedy because it's a silly device mm -hmm. that you can get at like the dollar store right. <laughs> it's almost like a child's toy brilliant and then it gives you the little sound that happens and then a punchline and then a bullet so good. 
And yeah, that it's was, literally like a kind of like comic, yeah. uh, funny <laughs> sound that you would have in like a Looney Tunes moment, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. And and that's also that that was like the same scene too, where he did like that wind up punch too at the end, uh, which was so good. I think everyone in the theater kind of like laughed out loud during it, but laughed because it's like amazing what we just saw. Yes. You know, it was just one of those things. And there was another moment too, and this goes to uh, Rina uh, Sawayama's character Akira, uh, mm-hmm. where she, you know, she's up, you know, master with the bow and arrow and all that. And while John Wick is fighting this one dude, she catches the dude on the knee that plants him against the wall, and then John Wick just shoots him in the face, and the body does this like weird bend backwards while his knee is yep. still attached to the wall. I was like, that was another scene where I just laughed out loud because it's just so amazing how they were able to accomplish that um and They're then so and hard to describe because just like the physics yeah feel impossible which is why it's you get that reaction from the audience because they're like i've never even fathomed that happening to a body but yeah. they sell it in a way that makes it like you feel i never went you know you see an explosion and someone flies back 200 feet you're like okay that's a little silly it right. felt earned and realistic each time for sure yeah for sure and and again, kudos to Rina too, because for someone who's never, who's not known for like action stunts and all that, like she did a lot of amazing things that I wasn't expecting to see. She's got another one of my favorites that definitely made the list. It's the knife cuts, the, yes. the million yeah. paper cuts method. Yeah, yeah of the little. <laughs> everyone's good at every weapon in this, and yeah. some people are better at some weapons, which becomes crucial to the end of the movie. Yeah, but. The the one where she's got the bow and arrow and we've got the swords in Japan, which were sick to see oh, yeah. in John Wick mm-hmm. for used to the same level of effectiveness as guns in the past. And then at some point she gets down to a tiny blade and she and I've seen it. There's another movie. I can't recall it right now, but where that m- method is used for for comedic effect. Oh, um. We're kind of. I'm thinking. Is it Game of Thrones where the the younger would just go on somebody? There's or there's some big action set piece where someone's got this tiny blade and they just keep poking at somebody and it becomes oh, so. Oh, dis- yeah. You know what I'm getting. I, I you know I'm what? not gonna be able to pull it. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if, if this is the same scene, but there was a scene in Tropic Thunder at the end where you had a little girl who jumped on Ben Stiller and just kept going like this to his neck. Okay, and that's he's, one and of he's them. Like, yep. He's running around, it's like, get her off me, get her off me. She's crazy. Like, I don't know if that's the same thing, but that kind of reminds me of that too. 100, percent yeah. yeah. Um, so the that was uh, just great, and one of those that you get a laugh, but it's also so gnarly that if you've got a weak stomach, like you're not seeing these, you're definitely not yeah. seeing the fourth one, unless it's just the worst first date in history. <laughs> check, are you good with this? But it's one of those that like you're watching with the friends and you're laughing and it's so disgusting, which makes yeah. it an even bigger laugh. Cause this weird psychological thing happening when you're just watching someone get fucked up in a innovative, audacious, the gumption to like kill people in this way is mind blowing on its own. That was a yeah. fun one for that character for sure. No, absolutely. And it, I, I have to bring up this one thing where it, it's a trope that's done in a lot of action movies and and especially in the John Wick movies is the club the club scenes like i don't know if if i was in a club and someone walked by okay. me 
yeah. and someone got yeah. shot in front of me. I noticed that. Yeah, I think I would stop <laughs> dancing and I would la- literally just run away. Um, Wait, really? I, yeah. Why would you just? No, dude. When you're keep dancing, dancing, you're dancing. Dog. Oh, you're just yeah. you're just in the mood. You're in the zone. Like, oh, yeah, dude. this dude just got shot in the face, son. Woo! <laughs> yeah, breakdance fighting. Like it's the best kind of like you're. They're fighting in their like yeah. They're they're getting you're. It's the weekend, baby. You got YOLO. <laughs> They call it YOLO. <laughs> Everyone's YOLOing, including the dudes getting killed and the people on the dance floor. Dude. Oh, my no, God. Obviously, that one stood out to me. And eventually, yeah. I just kept an eye on it. And eventually, they start to be like, should we? Yeah, after so long. Yeah, after like after the 20th person death. gets <laughs> after the 20th person dies, then they're like, oh, maybe we should run for the exits now. <laughs> yeah, is, but... There is the thing that happens in real life when people circle around a fight, sure. like it, which yeah. always blows my mind. I'm my first thought is I'm running before a stampede happens yeah. in that scenario. Yeah. But there's a world where people go, "Oh my god, there's a fight! Everyone, come watch!" And yeah. but then they start to realize, like, "Oh no, we're in the line of fire too. We should probably bail." And... Yeah. And well, another thing too is like you know, cover charge <laughs> is expensive sometimes. And Listen, if I if no I pay two hundred bucks, yeah, if I pay two hundred bucks to get in there. I'm dancing my ass off. There's no way Good you're going to get me out. You know, so Good that could I be I also it assume too. because of the kind of music and the Euro trash club vibe, like if they're yeah. on drugs and they're not even oh, noticing it. Something. Absolutely. But when someone looks over and is kind of watching them, they're like, I'm going to keep dancing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the one that made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's oh, funny. Was... It is a good action set piece is <laughs> the level of no fucks given in this franchise is right. so high. Right. And I feel like those are like the moments like only you and I will catch. Like, I feel like most people won't even pay attention to that. But no, I, I kept looking at these dancers and I'm like, look at that guy. He saw what happened and he's just <laughs> dancing his ass, off, his ass off. He doesn't give a fuck right now. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think those kind of scenes are hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, we could go on days and days talking about a lot of this stuff. But uh, what were you going to say? I think because yeah I guess all the rest of mine are just like moments because that's another yeah. thing that this movie is doing there's the set pieces and you have a long sequence of action mm-hmm. it goes before the final big fight you had the whole staircase thing which we talked yeah. about which comes immediately after the bombed out church place we oh, were talking about God, so which good, comes yeah. immediately after the Arc de Triomphe which we were talking about which I don't quite recall but that comes right after another location which I'm not remembering right now but before that is when he meets up with Lawrence Fishburne, but there's like literally four gigantic set pieces. So that's happening throughout the movie, but then there's also little moments yeah. and the legend of John wick told from the very first one, this guy's scary. He kills He can, he killed a man with a pencil one time. Right. Yeah. So that's something else that this franchise is really good at is a concept kind of like the way somebody would get a nickname in an action. Like why do they call him the pencil killer? It's because he killed a guy with a pencil one time. Right. The one that doesn't quite relate to the others that I just got to shout out is the two sumo wrestlers in Japan. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And then later, we yeah. also get the fat guy who in real life is an action, a Russian action star. Yep. Um, uh, that was fun. Watching a giant dude be super fast every time. Going to get me. But the ones that stood out as moments is it's with that same character. Um, the, the Scott Atkins, I think, is the actor's name. Mm-hmm. But it's the the card game is a whole fun sequence in its own. And you're thinking, oh, we're going to do James Bond. We're going to do a poker game. And that's going to be you get a mental victory or something. Mm-hmm. Nope. Turns out it was it was a bluff. They're just being like, oh, yeah, you think we're going to do a card game movie? No, this guy's <laughs> cheating. He's about to get fucked up. And right. 
Donnie Yen uses a pencil in that scene, if I'm correct. That's when, because he put it in his pocket at some point and then he busts it out and he gets a pencil kill in the movie. Um, and then there's another moment. Oh, that actually might be a different, the pencil moment might be a little different. It might be there. Honestly, there's so much that happens. It's a bit of a blur. But the one from that sequence that kicks off the action, you know there's a standoff happening and even the characters realize it and they go, okay, so who's going to die? And they're talking about how interesting that conversation is, which is the, what sets that moment up. John Wick takes a playing card, which to oh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah, more difficult level of kill than a pencil. A pencil's got a sharp end. It's a, it's a, it can be weapony. Takes the playing card, which did you get a feeling? Maybe they said it's a metallic playing card, and I just didn't catch that. I think it was a playing card, and he it was just a normal playing card. Yeah, in the worst paper cut in history. Yeah, it doesn't kill him because the dude's humongous, but he gets that he gets the advantage in the fight from that and he does another he slices the neck and then does and then he throws it at someone and Fuck, that and dude just... catches it yeah that dude catches it because which he's not as I... thick as the other guy <laughs> my my brother and i tried that a million times growing up that was like a thing you do like this is the level of action ingenuity they're doing they go oh yeah that thing you did as a kid that's kind of funny yeah. you're like oh i'm gonna see if i can flick this across the room It'd be like if yeah. somebody took a paper airplane like john wick five is i'm sure gonna have a paper airplane death 100 percent because this that is what we're talking about with these those little moments yeah. punchline moments brilliant callbacks and the new ones added too so good yeah it was just so good like again for the type of story that they were going for with this movie in particular i thought a lot of their choices were well paid off especially towards the end because at the end we get finally that duo between john wick and Kane, who's Donnie Yen's character. And it, it's so funny how they just kept going back and forth, basically shooting each other, like dual style. And Clancy Brown's like, all right, get closer. You know, basically, <laughs> you know, no one's dead yet. And then I, I love the fake out at the end where John Wick didn't fire his gun, but he got badly shot. So, of course, they kind of knew, like, there's no way the ego of, Bill Skarsgård's character is going to let that go, right? So he's like, I'm going to now take over and I'm going to be the one to shoot him. And then Ian McShane's like, you dummy. He's like, he never fired his gun, idiot. And then bam, you know, it gets him right in the head. But were you thinking or expecting that John Wick was going to die? I was not. And I was a little bit surprised by it. We're in spoiler territory, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Wick's not dead. You don't think so? You think this uh, is like I a, a ruse? I didn't even have to check the trades afterward to know, and I know with certainty, and I did check, but I knew. I've I have gone to the movies with friends before, mm -hmm. and y'all global motherfuckers don't know how business works. Oh, wow. I guess which is if you make money, they keep doing it. They yeah. go, oh, that made money. We're gonna do it again. Maybe you could, of course, do what some action franchises have done is try to do the spinoff where you turn Matt Damon into Jeremy Renner. In this one, it was even less believable for me than the ones where, like, the end of the last James Bond. Fast forward 20 seconds if you don't want a James Bond spoiler. I'm sorry. it's That was, like, what, a year <laughs> and a half ago? It was, it's a good amount of time already. I Dude had to die. Like, yeah. he gets essentially nuked in a building, and they show him up until the moment the bomb hits. He's got to be dead, right? But maybe they found a way. I don't know. Maybe he's going to be radiation James Bond. But 
no more James Bond spoilers. There's other franchises. Okay, actually, you know what? We're doing this. Whatever Superman v. Batman movie, you would have seen it by now if you have six years ago something. I'm with a friend who goes, oh my God, Superman's dead. Maybe it was Batman. I don't remember. You would. And they show a funeral and they show the body in there. Yeah. And then what do you know? Boom. Boom. And this ground starts shaking. He's not actually yeah. dead because of course you didn't kill Superman. You already paid the actor for the next movie. Are you kidding? And then when Infinity War happened, now fast forward 30 seconds, you don't want an Infinity War, <laughs> which everyone in the world saw. We're just going through all the franchises. It's okay. Just keep going. I'm with three friends and they all go, oh my God. Black Panther's dead. I go, no, he's not. He just made a billion dollars a few months ago. I guarantee yeah. you he's not dead. Now, yeah. sorry, RIP. Fast forward a little bit later. Well, the sequel it, didn't turn out the way well, we thought, but yeah. I didn't mean to blaspheme. All the characters, they go, Spider-Man's dead. They actually killed him, guy. I'm like, have you never... Are Is this your first time here? So I'm going to be shitty to you now. I'll be like, no, of course he's not fucking dead. It's a fake death. He's trying to run away. He wants to... And maybe, I'll give you this. They, this is one of those that they sold it in such a way, maybe he's dead. They didn't sell it out where they show him hanging out on a tree, being like, Oh, what are you guys doing at my funeral? <laughs> <laughs> I was worried about that corniness, right. of course not. His two friends go to a grave who would be in on it. The only two people in the world, if he faked his death, the only two people who'd be in on it are the ones who were there doing their little goodbye. Mm. Was there like it's possible, of course. This isn't the first time John Wick looked like he was about to die. This is about the hundredth that we've seen in just these few years. And we don't even know how he got to the point where he retired. This is the whole franchise is post-retirement. Tom Brady and Brett Favre should be so jealous to have that post-retirement level of action. It's all, of because, of a, that, it's, it's all because of a dog. You know, this is how this all started. It all started because of a dog. And he got himself in that mess because he couldn't let go of that and rightfully so he shouldn't have let go of it but it, it created this uh, yeah. crazy domino effect that kind of just opened the floodgates and that's what he's been fighting you know through in these four movies now the only reason why i bring up is he dead is because this is one of the first this is the first john wick movie where we don't see him walking into the sunset we don't see him walking off into the distance we sure. just see uh, a gravestone right next to his right. wife who's also dead and all that. So there's telling you that he's dead for sure. Yeah. yeah. The sleight and, of hand is look, he's dead. Sure. They and, sold and he, that. It is looks like he's dead. I'm not trying to take that away from you. Sure. They did a and good very, job of that. And very much so, they could treat this like a superhero comic book type of franchise where, like, oh, well, you know, we wanted you to think that, but, you know, he's off somewhere or whatever the case is. Now, the only thing that I would say is I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they decided to make this real because there is potential for a lot of spinoff. I mean, they're already working on two of them. You have the Continental that they're trying to work uh, as a TV show and Ballerina with Ana de Armas, um, who Keanu already said that he was going to kind of cameo in in that show. But this could be taken before the events of what happened in, in this movie. Um, the Continental would be something interesting if they just don't focus on the New York Continental. It'll be cool if we just keep getting introduced to all the different Continentals throughout the entire, like all the different countries, because I love it when they introduce new Continentals. Like, oh, like in this movie, we got introduced to the Osaka branch of the Continental. And, and, and then it, it goes also into what we saw at the in the post-credits scene. You know, at the end of the credits, you get a little nice little like scene 
where the whole the whole thing why Donnie Yen's character was trying to you know kill John Wick is because he was promised that he just has to do this one job and then now he could finally be free and reunite with his daughter, which he wasn't supposed to interact with because if he does, she was gonna die. So now that he's got his freedom and was given the okay to do that, we see him wherever they are going. Yeah, he's got the flowers in hand. He's got his, you know, he's like all happy and like, oh, I get to see my daughter again. And then we see who's approaching him, and that is Akira, because Akira is like she, she, she said it to John Wick. It's like, John, like you make sure you kill this guy, because you know he killed her father. Because if you don't, I'm going to do it. Now. Obviously, John Wick didn't do it. So here comes now Akira. I could see them carrying the franchise over with now Donnie Yen or her being the center character in this John Wick franchise, you know. But for all we know, he could like all, all of a sudden like show up again and like He's going to. Yeah. yeah like, I'm, I'm here, start. suckers. We did a bet, which you still haven't um, paid for our Oscar ballots. I just want to. Oh, boy. Here we go. Again. Yes. Can't wait. But then the. I'll put like put any bet on it you want. I will stick a pencil through my hand. You have to take the same bet, of <laughs> no, course. Give me not... 20 bucks on your side and I'll stick a pencil through my hand if he's not in another John Wick movie. Sure, John Wick 5, give it to Shamir Anderson, give it to the daughter, and then John Wick pops in when they need his help at the very mm -hmm. end. Something like that. Give me a prequel. I really want oh, to see yeah. the first 20 years of oh, John yeah. Wick's career. That would be great. Yeah. Don't de-age, just give him a haircut. He's still... Counters he looks the same. He's, he still looks Damn like good. how he did back in the first John Wick movie. So so maybe John Wick 7 is when he... He always talks about he's got two or three years between each movie. Yeah. When I was thinking about like what it takes to shoot this movie, like how many hours of shooting are they doing a day? Because it's nonstop exercise, which I don't know last time somebody went on a run for how many hours it would take to film a movie. It's not a three-hour filming process. Right. It would be all day, nonstop. So like... What do you, how how the regimen is for filming this is also its own like miraculous timing because you're going to start to have wear and tear and injuries and that helps maybe partially because one thing I like about John Wick is it's not the Pierce Brosnan Bond movies where he gets a million bullets flying at him and not one hits and there's an <laughs> entire field of dudes pointing guns 20, 30, 40 feet away, whatever, and he doesn't get one bullet in him. We're seeing this dude get beat as a Daniel Craig level Bond. We're seeing him yeah. get beat up, wear and tear, and he's shaky at moments, and his leg can barely move. And maybe some of that's real, but also you've got Keanu Reeves. So take your time, make make it another banger. Mm -hmm. But there's no way he doesn't come back unless uh, the only options in this world are like the studio is going to want it. I'm guessing every business person, anyone with money involved, is going to want it. Except you get sure. to somebody like a Keanu who goes, "I don't have to do it." He died. I have an out now, and I just want to go live on a beach. And Daniel Day Lewis, this thing, work on my carpentry skills. Right. Properly retire. Maybe that's that's an option right now. But they already greenlit John Wick Five after John Wick sure. Three, and this one's going to make enough money. It, they're going to be pushing, and every interview Keanu Reeves gives for the rest of his life will be, "When are you going to make the next John Wick?" Right. It 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 is a perfect franchise for him because again it it showcases his awesome talents of being an action star. He doesn't have to say a lot, you know, so there's not a lot of dialogue and all that. What thirty lines Which of dialogue? Is, yeah, it's like, I was trying to think like ten, maybe. <laughs> honestly, not, not a lot at all. I I think uh, it would be interesting to kind of go back and count how many lines of dialogue he's had in each movie, and if this is if this ranks up there with maybe the most. 
because there was a lot of yes and okays and it was like a lot of like his typical responses right but hold on john wick 511 <laughs> words that's for the first hilarious. one yes the john wick that is so funny oh, now i know hilarious. that we're not i'm we're not comparison that you're asking for yeah that's brilliant that, that's okay. that's pretty damn funny um <laughs> i i do love the idea of a prequel it'll be really really awesome to show john wick prior to the first movie uh to see how he really earned the the moniker of the baba yaga and all that um give him um that's 100 percent. i would love that yeah. i want that more than anything if you found the right actor to be the 20 year old I'm also down with Oh, that. sure. Give me all yeah. of it. Right now, especially, I'm hyped. If you if there's another John Wick 3 thing happening where I feel like they're losing the plot, jumping the shark, getting a little lost, maybe not. But for right now, this is going to be as high as that John Wick stock is going to be worth. Yeah. Give me John Wick 5 where he's retired for real and he's just playing an advisory role and he's, hey, can I just sit in as the concierge for a movie? And then he, of course, is going to get his hands dirty a few times. Make it about the kids, right? Like, there's so many options where he's... And the weird thing about the John Wick... What's what's the nickname? What's his nickname you were saying? How he Bob, got the nickname? Baba Yaga. Okay, Baba Yaga. I always want to say Baba Duke. Thank you. Um, <laughs> totally different This character. isn't a superhero movie where, oh, now this person is the new Baba Yaga, right? Like, yeah. that. its name's John Wick. That's dude's name. Yeah. Um, it's it's that character should live and die by John Wick unless some weird James Bond Jr. something happens. James Bond Jr. Any of these versions, though, where if Keanu needs to take a break, dude, I would understand. I, yeah. I needed to retire after watching the movie. Yeah. I mean, it'll be, it'll be what would actually be pretty dope if John Wick 5 comes out and he's not in it at all until maybe the very end. Correct. You yeah. know, like I think that That's would be amazing, you know, to kind of give more shine because, you know, they have to continue the story of Donnie Yen's character. Right. And and uh, Akira, because obviously there's it. there's something that's going to happen between those two for right. sure. And maybe center the movie around those characters. And then at the end, John Wick shows up for whatever reason. And that's kind of like your tease for the next John Wick movie or, or something like that. 100%. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's that's what I need at the very least is just yeah. I don't need it to be the same thing. This is bonkers. Mm -hmm. Take do a little take 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 the car for a spin, a little joy ride and then maybe then set yourself up for John Wick 5, which we just saw we talked about a few weeks ago Creed 3. The movie sure. starts with a dude retired. We were talking about Infinity War a second ago. Those characters who died don't come back until the last fight scene in Endgame. Right. This is right. the thing that happens. That's a yeah. very good option for this franchise. Yeah. But does the franchise die? You already said. Oh, doing yeah. Yeah. 100% the, no. The, the universe is not going anywhere. And I, I feel like they they left enough to the imagination that they could really expand and really come out with some interesting stuff for this universe. I, I'm really looking forward to that ballerina series that they're coming. I think it's yeah. a series or a movie. Because I think Ana de Armas is amazing as an action star, and she would be fantastic in that type of role. So, and you know that he's going to show up in as a cameo in that. That's going to be something to look forward to. So, but yeah. So again, let us know in the comments where do you want to see this John Wick franchise go? What are your expectations? Um, you know, like 
what are, what are some of the things that you would love for them to maybe expand on? You know, I, a lot of people keep saying that they would love to see more about the Continental, which I agree. I feel like there's yeah. a lot of stuff you could do there. Um, there's the whole show that they're doing, right? Yeah. The, yeah. And, the, and it's in a rebuilding phase. So it kind of makes sense very to true. do the spinoff yeah. when you're under construction. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. And and let's see who's going to be the new concierge because it's that's like, that's a big, big role to fill because um, uh, Lance Reddick was so good as the concierge of, of the Continental New York. So uh, let's see what happens from there. But let's talk about some rankings, shall we? Let's, let's rank some of these Keanu action flicks because he's done quite a bit. And he's tied currently to two of the biggest action franchises right now with The Matrix and John Wick. So it'll be really, really interesting to see where all of this, all of these movies would rank. So just a little background on how we're going to approach this ranking. So obviously there's going to be debate on what is considered an action movie. Uh, prior to us recording, Blake and I already had a conversation about, well, I think this is an action movie or I think that's an action movie. Um, I'm going off of what I've seen on majority of lists online and how they categorize action movies for Keanu's resume. Um, so I've come up with 19 movies and I've shared those 19 movies with Blake. And of course he has every right to debate or include one if he wants. And we could talk about it. We could leave it to a conversation. Um, but as of right now, there are mainly 19 movies that we're going to be ranking. And if you've seen tiered rankings before, obviously S is like super tier. Like this is one of the best ultimate Keanu Reeves action movie. Then we have A, B, C, D, um, depending on the, like how we would kind of fall in those. And then we I added one thing at the end um, stating have not seen it. Because there are some movies here that I'm sure you and I probably haven't seen uh, for whatever reason. And I think it, it will make sense too. like, let's say I believe one movie ranks higher and you think it ranks lower. Maybe we can meet in the middle for. So, for example, if I say this movie belongs in A tier and you say, no, I think it belongs in C tier, then maybe we could agree that maybe we'll just put it in the B tier like that. And then, okay. you know, we could agree to that. Um, and uh, I think let's go in order of release too. So we'll go in the past and work our way uh, to current John Wick 4. How does that sound to you? I'm game for all of that, absolutely. And right. as long I'm willing to do the thing where we meet halfway and I'll give you one or two if you give me sure. um, the greatest Keanu action movie of all time, two words Duke Kaboom, <laughs> which Renee wants to say is not an action hero. His name's Duke Kaboom, I, the action hero. I didn't say it's not an action hero. I just say it's not an action movie that he's tied to. So the stunt bike toy. He's literally a stunt <laughs> character. Uh, we'll put him in the special honorable mention movie. How about okay, that? I'm going to play hardball the rest of the time, which is also the name of a Keanu Reeves movie. <laughs> we are not including that movie. No, it's a sports movie, and sports movies are action movies. It also happens to be a drama. <laughs> And a story about a man getting his life together, rehabbing himself and an urban uh, what, inner city, what might be uh, the term that they used in the movie. I don't remember how offensive it was, but yeah, he's uh, he's helping these uh, these youths, these marginalized youths get their lives together. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see where if you want to play hardball, I'll play hardball, Renee. Yeah. Oh, the okay. sports part. Sure. Sports part, <laughs> sports, the action. Sure. 
<laughs> All right. How's well, that difficult, but okay, sure. You've got a list of 19, such a sacred list. <laughs> so the first movie on this list, I have a feeling n- neither one of you, uh, when you and I probably haven't seen this, especially since it was a 1986 made-for-TV movie called The Brotherhood of Justice. It stars Keanu Reeves and Kiefer Sutherland and Billy Zane as high school students who start a vigilante group to combat crime in their neighborhood. So I, I'm comfortable in saying that neither you or I have seen this. And I think we'll just put it in that category. What do you think? I'd be willing to negotiate if you give me Bram Stoker's Dracula as an action movie, then that could be fine. Um, but otherwise, I'm giving it an A. And it's going to be the number one rated movie. It's up to you, dude. You're going to put this. this? I said said hardball. What do you think hardball is? You're going to put Brotherhood of Justice as the number Number one one Keanu Reeves movie of all time. Unless you let me add Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's a vampire movie. It's an action movie. Yes, there's some romance. Yes, there's some drama. Yes, it's based on a famous novel and made by Francis Ford Coppola, who happened to make The Godfather one of the greatest what you're going to say is not an action. Don't say movie. action. <laughs> it's not. An oh yeah. Action the gun movie. mafia movie. No action in that one. Are you kidding me? That's not the majority of the movie. Oh, I forgot. Movies can only be one genre. Tell no, us I, everything. I, I, didn't I didn't say that. I didn't say that. All right. Please. I'm going to put brotherhood of justice <laughs> in the have not seen it category. <laughs> Next. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree to this, but the rest probably will be fine, except there's a few more. Uh, yeah, more I'm sure there is. Um, Point Break. That's the next 1991. I believe this is the movie that kind of like introduced us to, oh, this Keanu kid. He can do some action stuff here. Um, famous line, I am an FBI agent or whatever it is uh, as he's shooting up into the sky. Ah! Uh, it is obviously Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze in this role. And Gary Busey, let's not forget Gary Busey. Um, this is a longtime favorite for a lot of people. However, for me, not so much. I would say this is probably an A-ranked movie for me. Um, what would you say? So we're skipping Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's cool. Again, not time action, travel. Just like the characters in the time travel action film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We're just going to skip that year, maybe come back to it later. We'll see. Maybe we should have just Got done it. a Keanu okay. just whole filmography at this point. <laughs> There's so many, dude. I honestly, I know so there are a lot. I'm not mentioning there are a lot. Yeah, I'm just enjoying my own private Idaho right now. Sorry, that's I, good. The, yeah, as a I'm, fan I'm of his other work, ugh. okay. I'm, point I'm, break. Point what, break. What's the highest rating? S. Is it ABC? It's S is above A. Yes, S is above A. Okay, we're not. We don't have time to debate every aspect of this game. It's it's A for sure. I agree. Yeah, I totally. I want to say it's S. I'm I'm a I'm a giver, but no, I'll say A. No, I I totally agree. Great movie, very and nostalgic for a lot of people for sure. Uh, but when you compare it to his other action flicks, I would not put it in S tier level. It's it's still great, but not at that level, uh, for sure. Um, but now we got to skip to Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey or Dracula or is this all much ado about nothing? The 1993 Keanu Reeves movie, which I'll give you, is not an action movie. Uh, so, Speed, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, this is the movie where him and Sandra Bullock would love to stay below 55 miles an hour on a bus uh, speeding around 
Los Angeles. You got Dennis Hopper, who plays an excellent villain in this movie. And let's not forget about uh, who who plays his partner again. And it's, it's uh, oh my God, why can't his name come to mind right now? Um, Wait, you're saying? Oh, are you talking about? Uh, there's Dennis Hopper, Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels, Alan Ruck is in this movie. I didn't I didn't remember that. I haven't yeah, seen Yeah, Jeff Daniels okay. is was great in this movie too. Um, for me, this is one of the classic Keanu movies. I rank this up there with like his Bill and Ted stuff. Um, I would put this personally in tier, in the S tier level, as far as action movies are concerned. Um, it kind of defined his persona Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, and it was just one of those main staples of 90s action movies. Like you, he, I could watch it today and I'll, I'll still fall in love with it. Uh, plus Sandy B's in it. How can you not love 90s Sandy B? She's like so awesome. And, th- and this was her debut, I believe, uh, as far as mainstream debut. I think she was in A another breakout. movie before. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, she was in a rom-com before this. But um, I, I, this is her, definitely her breakout film. Um, what would you say? So my concern is we're going to get to a point where we're talking Matrix and John Wick stuff, and it'll be hard to top those. So by the comparison of some of the greatest movies of all time, this is an A. But I don't disagree with you either. The importance of this one, the legacy, I want to say A, but let me not be the devil's advocate which is another Keanu Reeves movie that we're not going to talk about that was, today. That was a great Keanu, Keanu movie, too, by the way. Devil's Advocate, Charlie Theron. That was really good. Not an action movie, but yeah, go on. Just saying I'm not going to be one of those. Thank you, Renee, for saying it for me. The <laughs> speed, I'll, I'll give you an S on that one. We'll okay. get some tricky territory later when we get into this, the sequels of the legendary ones. Sure. No, uh, it'll lead to good debate for sure. Um, so it'll be animated the way that Animatrix was. Is that on your list? It's not. No. It'll be animated for sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I love this already. Um, we are going to go <laughs> one year after Speed, and that is 1995's Johnny Mnemonic. Stars Keanu Reeves, Dolph Lundgren is in here. Ice-T is in this movie. Um, and this is one of his first forays into like the electronic world and, and everything. I believe like virtual reality was involved at one point in this movie. I hated this movie. This movie was awful. This was really painful to watch. I remember. Um, I would probably put this in a, a D tier for for myself because this was not a good movie to watch. Um, what are your thoughts? Did you see this movie? No, but I do think this is a good chance to talk about like one of the most, this is one of the most interesting filmographies that you can review. For sure. Yeah. There's other, there's a few other folks that do this, but it's rare. We're talking like Tom Cruise, essentially, of someone who's got such a wide variety, but Tom Cruise isn't doing the rom coms, not a real sports movie. Like mm-hmm. dude's all over the place, but he's got so many classics and bangers all throughout. Yeah. But we've got sweet, sensitive indie Keanu. We've got rom-com Keanu. We've got the great actor doing mm-hmm. legendary Dracula or Shakespeare type stuff. We've got yeah. Bill and Ted Keanu. We've got action star, pure action star Keanu. There's some like Oscar level type acting at point. It's fascinating. Look, it's great. And then we've also have just the private life of Keanu Reeves, which is a subject of fascination on the internet. Sure. Yeah, I spent a lot of time just doing deep dive on 
the what the the he went viral a few years ago just Keanu being Keanu on a bus stop and it's oh yeah still referenced yeah. To this day. or on the it's on the New York ago. City subway like like there's this, like yep. footage of him like giving up his seat to people what it's like fascinating why? man love this career. guy yeah mm-hmm. but I think this is one of the whoa Keanu movies for sure yeah for sure I haven't seen it it's the rating okay. so bad I've just been putting it off for so long probably not gonna have them you're not missing anything I would say like it, you could easily pass this movie for sure and you're you're not missing anything so i'm gonna keep keep that playing up yeah yeah so let's put that in the d tier for sure um because yeah that's just a painful movie to watch um don't forget parenthood keanu which was also very good that was a nice little role of his also and that leads into 1996's chain reaction that is a movie with morgan freeman it's uh, Keanu and Morgan Freeman. Uh, Rachel Weiss is in this movie. Um, again, I feel like this was when Keanu is really trying to still figure out the type of roles that he wants to do. Um, like you said, his his career is like pretty much all over the place, and you could tell he's not afraid to experiment from time to time. You know, between drama, comedy, action, and this was when he started growing his hair out a little bit. So we started seeing a little longer hair, Keanu, in this one. Um, but other than his looks, this movie just does not... It's not one of those movies that stuck with me. Um, I don't even... I, I've watched it. I don't even remember more than half of the movie myself. So Didn't I, see it. Didn't see it? Okay. You can do a have-not-seen if you haven't seen more than half. It's up to yeah. you, though. But yeah. I'll, maybe it's I'll, great. I'll, the uh, reviews are terrible. Is. They're actually worse than Johnny Mnemonic on Letterboxd. I'm not kidding. Oof. So, yeah. So let's just put this in have not seen. But from what I've seen, I would probably put this in D tier for sure. But I want to okay. be respectful because I haven't seen the whole movie. For all I know, maybe I love the, the last half. I don't know. But no, not probably not. Um, moving on. Okay, this is where it's going to get into more familiar ground with Keanu because in 1999 he stars in what a lot of people would probably consider to be one of the best action movies we've ever seen and that is The Matrix. Um you had the Wachowski sisters uh sisters now but they were brothers at the time um working on their debut movie I believe kind of out of nowhere and this really welcomed in the whole uh cyberspace cyber you know whatever you want to call it fashion and technology with guns of blazing action this in, this movie introduced bullet time you know the slow motion scenes and everything yet keanu with Lawrence fishburne carrie ann moss hugo weaving great cast this is in history purposes one of the best action movies and revelations i've ever seen so i would probably put this in the s rank really i would yes you said s s yeah okay i mean i i understand that like it's popular but i, I didn't think it was very good it's kind of like man whatever like i didn't, it didn't make any sense it was stupid like i don't love i'm not totally fucking obsessed with the matrix hell yeah dude s <laughs> are you you you're fucking with me right yeah of course i'm fucking with you yeah dude, what? <laughs> the matrix. i I'm, was like what I, I, I am a person of the generation and era, and also even even anyone who's not a fan of these type of movies, it still gets recognized as one of the yeah. most classic, most important. Like it's on a lot of those lists, and it's it's age it's 
interesting to look back at it as it's aged. Mm-hmm. It has. But it has. Iconic no matter what. No one can disagree. Absolutely. It had a huge impact on film and pop culture in general. Absolutely. To the point where I'm guessing the next few movies you're going to talk about are Making the Matrix, Matrix Revisited, Animatrix, MTV Reloaded, when Justin Timberlake and Sean William Scott had to get to the MTV Awards and they did a short film where they uh, parodied the Matrix. Like, that's how iconic we're talking. Oh, yeah. The intro yeah. to the MTV Movie Awards. Is, is that the one with, with, with Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell uh, is, is... Justin Timberlake and Sean William Scott. Uh, because there was a, there was another parody yeah. oh. that Will Ferrell did, yeah. right? Yeah, playing the, well, this is one of the most the architect things. Like when yeah. you're talking like what Simpsons or Family Guy and like mm-hmm. every like how many movies alone yeah. have done Bullet Time as a joke within them or a reference to it? No, for it's sure. so iconic. Not just sure. people who are actually doing Bullet Time, yeah, but people reacting to it, responding to it, comedy. It, it's all the way through pop culture the same way that anything else in film history could possibly be yeah no, I'm, that, like give them that, a deal they can't refuse godfather oh yeah um, play it against sam like we're talking all time every level of pop culture this is seeped seep through yeah i would say like if it wasn't for the matrix a lot of the action movies to come after that they they would have no nothing to borrow from because we have seen a lot of elements that were introduced in the matrix kind of borrowed in other action films moving on you know like a lot of people i i would say will give kudos and nods to the matrix because of the technology introduced the way they filmed action sequences i mean it's 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 nuts how pivotal that movie was for the the industry yep 100 percent. and then we get the matrix reloaded in 2003 which i i believe this is it was very well hyped and long awaited sequel to this movie, you know, creating their franchise. But it wasn't that good as the first movie, I would say. Um, we'll talk about the third part in a little bit, in, right after this one. But I will say that it was at least better than the next one. So for me, I would probably put this as a B here film because it doesn't beat point break in my opinion point breaks an s matrix one is an s is that what we're saying no point break we have it at a point break is okay. at a gotcha. speed okay. is an s and the first matrix is an s yeah so well first off like what were your thoughts on the sequel on uh uh matrix reloaded that's what i was saying earlier is matrix over time ages pretty interestingly yeah when you get your mind blown once to do it again is a hard task when we get to numbers three and four and you have to double in and re-blow the mind and oh everything you believed before was also a lie yeah that's when the casual fans are going to bail as the philosophy minor and boy of a certain age who is going to see these movies for the first time in theaters like the first rated r movies he's allowed to see legally like fully into it i would personally give it a or s i'm however willing to seed in general like the way these movies are looked at a lot of people have them just keep going down that said personally i would go a for this one and b for the third one 
we'll, we get to those a little bit later, but I don't want to sell it short just because point break is currently at A. Yeah. And to me, this is also part of the whole deal. But I know if you wanted to get, if you felt strongly about B, I, I, I wouldn't fight you on it too hard because it's not as popular, successful, groundbreaking, all that right. as the first one. Is it as good as Point Break? If you're talking about quality of movie, fuck yes, it is. Point Break is hilariously Whoa. silly. Yeah, I watched it for the first time a couple years ago with my brother. Neither of us had seen it because it was just <laughs> before our time. Yeah, the ending scene, we literally laughed at the action movie where was he just runs towards the water or something? I can't remember, but it's, <laughs> it's a weird fucking movie and it sure. doesn't hold up very well. Yeah, it's so silly and absurd. It's the, it's like whoa, Keanu, but like Bill and Ted Keanu doing action stuff and bad acting and bad directing. So if you want to go by quality of movie, this one is definitely ahead of point break, no matter what. Yeah. Well, but to, to argue a little bit on point breaks half, we have a lot of action movies that also borrowed from point break too. You know, it's, it was very easy to say that the first fast and furious movie was a point break ripoff. You know, it, it was basically the same concept and all that. And, and look, that launched a crazy-ass franchise, too. Um, now, I will say that, yes, even though um, the the second Matrix wasn't as good as the first, it had elements in it that was still good and still trumps the third one, for sure. So if you feel like this would be more of like an A tier and maybe the third movie is more like a B tier... Then that. I wouldn't. Sense. I wouldn't disagree with that, really. To be honest, with when you. we look back, that'll make more sense, and then yeah. we just would sort out the A's and the B's or whatever. Yeah. But you don't want to jump it too low, and then we're right. they're, they're, it because some of these get pretty low. Right. Right. No, for sure. And and I would have to say too, it, it's unfortunate that um, the third Matrix movie uh, that closed out that trilogy, uh, Matrix Revolutions. It's unfortunate that that wasn't as good as it could have been. Because, I mean, they, they, they had so much potential. But I believe that this was at a point where in the story, I think the Wachowskis just got in, got in over their head and too full of themselves, I think, in trying to be so smart with their story um, that it, it lost a lot of people. And, you know, even after... Oh, you were the one of the ones who had a hard time following along? Okay, that's not a criticism of the movie. That's a criticism of the audience, but it's, Renee. But it's not just Don't tell me. on yourself. <laughs> it's not I know. <laughs> that's where you're right. And I'm saying the like the general <laughs> knowledge is these movies get worse and more confusing yeah. over time. But if we're talking about quality of movie, I'm saying all three are S's personally, and but I won't fight you as you knock them down because the, we also have to take into account their legacy is, yeah. man, you had the perfect first movie ever. And... And then look what happened. I, yeah. It, yeah. It just, but also people are dumb and that's not Matrix well, or the Wachowskis fall. Fuck out of here. That's yeah. No, that no, that's no. I mean, it, it's you're right. And I'm not saying like I got completely lost. It's just it was very convoluted. It really was. Yeah. And, no, that's for sure. It is know, a more dense text than the first yeah. one. And the first one's already a dense text. I get that. Yeah. And and I think especially with general audiences, like the, the when you get that deep, yeah. You lose people very fast, like very easily. Of course. You know? So it, it is yeah. unfortunate because uh, they had such a strong start to that franchise. Um, and we're not done talking about that franchise yet because uh, we're going to be talking about it once again uh, in a little bit. But next we have Constantine, the 2005 uh, movie here. 
Yeah, this had this movie is like one of those Keanu movies that I think fly under the radar because not a lot of people wanted to watch it at the time. Um, but you have Keanu Reeves, Rachel Weisz, uh, Jamon Hansu, Shia LaBeouf. Like it's a great, great cast. Um, and it is, believe it or not, a DC property. This is actually a DC super, uh, comic book character movie. And it was their original plans were to make this uh, its own franchise, and they just haven't. Now, recent talks is that Keanu wants to revitalize this movie, this franchise again, and revisit the character of Constantine, which it sounds like they may be working on. So we may see a continuation of this. Um, also, the main villain in this movie was the lead singer of Bush. What's his name? Uh, Gavin Rosdale. Uh only acting gig he's ever had. And I thought he did a pretty decent job at it too. So for that, I would probably give this uh, a, oh man. I would, I want to give this an A tier rank because of my own personal feelings towards the movie. But I think overall, in general speaking wise, it's probably more of a B tier movie. Um, did you see this movie? I'm so oh Constantine's the one we're talking about, right? Yeah. So yes, I saw it in theaters. Uh I don't. It was so long ago. I remember uh, it being because it's not my genre is part right, of the problem. Right. Right. And but it having some good action, like it was interesting. So to me, but it's it is definitely a lower, higher than the worst stuff. It's like mm -hmm. that middle tier, like B movie for Keanu, which in this case right. would be, I guess, a C. I don't know. Yeah. C for Constantine. What what rating <laughs> did you rate it yet? I, I was gonna I was gonna say personally, I consider this an A, but I think general like general speaking, this is more like a B, like a B tier movie. When you compare it to like all of his other stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I won't fight you on that one when you compare it to everything else. But if you're saying that Constantine, honestly, you know what? Because we're about to talk uh, Reloaded, or sorry, we're about to talk Revolutions. We already talked about Reloaded. Is that right? Uh, we talked about uh, Revolutions. Yeah, we, we talked about Revolutions, and Reloaded is going to be coming up very shortly. Sorry, okay. But yeah, Resurrections, on... sorry, Resurrections, yeah. No, that, what? Yeah, so hey. Matrix Reloaded was the second Matrix movie, which we already talked about. Then that's, the what Matrix... I, that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Maybe I misled it then. Okay. So, interestingly, on Letterboxd, Matrix Reloaded mm -hmm. has a 3.3 rating and Constantine has a 3.3 rating. They're thought of, like, at least on that crew of people. Now, that's not going to be the IMDb general movie fans. Sure. People just yeah. going to see these because they like action movies. Yeah. It's a different ranking. And then the other one you have to factor in with the Matrix stuff is people's expectations are so high. It's going to hurt your score there for, for no other reason. But that's what I'm saying. It's it's to me, it's BC. Are we meeting okay. halfway? Is that, is that what your that was your idea? Yeah. So. You know what? C for Constantine. Let's do that. We'll, we'll give it a C for Constantine. Um, just if just for the record. Though I do personally think this is an A rank movie, um, but that's more of my own personal bias towards the movie because I actually really, really enjoyed it. But like I said, for comparing it to the rest of his, you know, resume in action, yeah, I, I could see this like B, C. I'm not mad at at any of those uh, there. The, so 
The man has a lot of oh my God. classics. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to DC League of Super Pets. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Um, next <laughs> on the list here is a 2008 movie called Street Kings. Now, this is what's going to be interesting about his career at this point because he starts doing these like weird one-off action movies Right, and then he like dips into a lot of like Asian related movies too in a little bit. Street Kings, he was with uh, Forrest Whitaker in this one, Hugh Laurie, and Chris Evans, and this was actually directed by David Ayer, which is really fascinating to me. I haven't seen this movie, so I I would have to say I have not seen it. Have you seen this movie? No, and here's the problem we're going to get to is the next three, this weird chunk. I actually yeah. I have to go off camera because I just got out of a three-hour movie. Talk sure. about these next few, and I'll let you choose the yeah, rating yeah. however you want. I think I saw 47 Ronin. I think I hated it. Feel free to factor that in. Yeah. I don't know. This is a weird chunk of career before we get into the back to the bangers. But okay. I'll be right back, okay? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, yeah. So, next on the list here, we have Man of Tai Chi. Uh, and this is what I mean when I say like he starts veering off into this more Asian kind of related type of movie here. And I'm just going to read you the synopsis of this movie because I, I always found it very interesting. It's a young martial artist unparalleled Tai Chi skills land him in a highly lucrative underworld fight club. Yeah, that's the kind of movie we're dealing with him. Now, I, I didn't. Is, is this right? Keanu Reeves actually directed this movie himself and stars in it. And the cast of characters are not even known Hollywood actors. Yeah, it sounds like they're really more Hong Kong actors. Tiger Hu Chen, Karen Mok, and Hai Yu. Um, I haven't seen this movie because, again, this was a period of Keanu that I was just like, I kind of weren't, I was not paying any close attention to. So, and this is something that I definitely want to talk to um, Blake when he gets back, because if if Keanu directed this movie, I, I something in me, I need to watch it. And apparently, according to this list, it's on freebie right now. So I may want to pop that in. Going to what Blake mentioned before he took a pee break was 47 Ronin. And this was uh, Keanu, and I believe this is the first time he teamed up with uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. Uh, which is funny enough that they appear together in John Wick 4. Um, and again, this is Band of Samurai sets out to avenge the death and dishonor of their master at the hands of a ruthless shogun. So I feel like this was the precursor of the Keanu action star that we have today because he starts getting into that like kind of gruffy looking type of action person. Um, I remember watching this movie and I also could easily say I don't remember most of it because it was really bad. Um, I felt extremely bored out of all of it. So I would probably put this on a, in a D tier level for me personally. So I would say for sure, 47 Ronin goes into D tier and Man of Tai Chi goes, in, goes into Have Not Seen It. But if we had another category that says I want to see it, Curiosity is going to get the better of me because I do definitely want to see this movie because if it's true that Keanu directed this movie, I have to check it out for myself because that's going to be extremely fascinating. Oh, and Blake is back. So did you know that Keanu directed The Man of Tai Chi? Okay. Um, 
no, but it makes more sense now why this would be a directorial debut, uh, which has actually has two point nine on Letterbox, which is kind of interesting because oh, that's of the not terrible. Are real low? Yeah, um, I actually thought I, I heard some. I thought you were talking about forty seven Ronin. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, yeah. I did not see this one, or if I did, I blocked it out. It's yeah, not I haven't impossible. seen it around either. this time in my life. I don't have just a ton of memory bank for that. Yeah. So uh, I was in I was in my own Keanu woe phase. Uh, <laughs> maybe so I don't remember it. Give it whatever rating you want. But yeah, I'll, you're right. I kind of want to check out what's Keanu like as a director. Yeah, because uh, to my knowledge, he hasn't directed anything else. So the fact that he directed this action flick of him and Tai Chi, like I'm so dead curious about that. So definitely want to see that. And it's on freebie. So it's not like you have to pay for it. Okay. So. Yeah, for the record, he that is one hundred percent the only movie he ever directed, and okay, uh, I think we <laughs> one might and done. know why. Yeah, <laughs> one and done. That's it. Um, but now we're gonna talk into the modern day renaissance of Keanu, and it, we're gonna start with the the movie that pretty much resurrected it all, and that is John Wick, two thousand fourteen. God, sorry, did you, you skip believe... forty seven Ronin, or did, and then went back? Oh no, did you do that? Then go back to I, Tai Chi. I, I I did it back to back and 47 Ronin. I I, I hated that movie. That movie was painful yeah. to watch. So yeah, yeah. I, I put it in D, D tier. Um so yeah, so John Wick, God, could you believe that movie came out in 2014? I can't believe that that's that long ago. But yeah, this pretty much brought him back into the, the fold as probably our premier action star. And I think because of that, I would have to put this on an S tier level because it's just it was just that good of a movie. It's it is the perfect role for Keanu. Uh, like we said earlier, not a lot of dialogue doesn't have to say much, and it's full on action. And he's just going around like killing people. So S tier for me. I've enjoyed some of Keanu's acting, where he, and I'm, we're not going to get into all of it, but like something's got to give. He's doing rom com stuff. It's good. Hardball was sure. one of my favorite movies. I was a baseball fan. I was Lake a kid House. when it came out. I love The Lake House. My Own Private Idaho, iconic indie movie. Yeah. But that said, between us, he's still, you're seeing Keanu Reeves be a charming and charismatic man who's trying to act. Yeah. Even in his best stuff. And the best ones, they just kind of use that to his advantage. Right. He plays a weirdo or a goofball or a stoner, or an, an idiosyncratic kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'd be one of the most interesting people to just hang out with. Oh, sit next sure. to on a flight, something, yeah. be in a sauna for a while. I don't know what he's doing in his free time. He talks about going to the museums a lot. I would love to get in this dude's brain. Just one of those weirdos, yeah. like, but like famous as hell, sexy yeah. as hell. But it might be, honestly, it might be kind of too bizarre. He might trip me <laughs> out, which is saying a lot. But yes. It is genius to put Keanu Reeves in a movie where he's a physical body with not a lot yeah. of dialogue, and the dialogue is an easy sell. Yeah. If you have this character, it makes sense he would be not very verbose. He would just say things and say it very clearly and look at the camera. Those are some of my favorite action stars, people who tell it to you one time, this is what I'm going to do, and then they do that thing with their body. Yeah, That's fun, for sure. And he's not even the one spreading his own legend. That's something else that's interesting about John Wick. Everyone else is freaked out as hell. He's just there because he doesn't even want to be there. Right. He's annoyed. He's kind of got the one punch man thing going on, especially in the earlier ones. Like the, now I have to go kill a hundred people back to back. 
throw on that he's doing his own choreography in this phase of his career, especially yep. the fight choreography. It's incredible. And it's one of those things that in awards talk and critical critiques of movies, we don't talk about physical acting enough. People go, oh, yeah, that's impressive, but it's a different lesser thing like comedic acting, etc. I think physical acting is a huge part of acting. Absolutely. Dude's got it all the way up. This is an S for sure. It's the best showcase of him. Yeah. Personally, I might later down the road, I might say more than Matrix, but I have my own internal debate about that. So we can get mm -hmm. to that a little bit later when we suss these out. 100% okay. this is an S. Yeah. It, it's it, And it, I would dare say pivotal moment in his career at that point where you could Makes see like even more important absolutely yeah. like a big like kind of switch and again revitalized him to become this big blockbuster movie star um part of what's amazing is he's making some pretty weird and bad choices before right. here you, you right. talked about this could have been one of those you're talking mm -hmm. about a first-time director former stunt person that i think he'd worked closely with with wachowski stuff yep that's a pretty bad choice nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10, this one happened to land and you happen to get the right director and the right franchise and the right character. And there's moments where it's leaning into the corniness, which is another one of my, one of my favorite things about John Wick franchise is they lean into that stuff. Like we yeah. know this is absurd. This is ridiculous. That's part of the point. And they're successful in that cell. Other movies try that and it flops and they're not self-aware enough or doing it um, to, to a certain effect. Yeah, this could have been like the end of his career, and instead, it's the resurrection. Sorry, right. I had to. It's, he's fully reloaded. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I, I, I like I like what you did there. Very very good. Um, but yeah, you're right. It could have gone either way, and especially like I believe at this moment in his career, he's had kind of flop after flop after flop, right? And then. He's kind of like, okay, what is he going to do now? And then he does this, and it turns things completely around. Um, gets him back into the main conversation. And then, literally, three years later, he, we come up with John Wick Chapter 2. And even though it's a good movie, I wouldn't say it's as good as the first one. But it still was a pretty damn good movie. Um you have Ruby Rose in this movie, you, you know, and I, 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 you get more of the lore, um, which I wasn't expecting to want more of. And then I definitely did. Um, however, I wouldn't say this is like an S tier movie. For me, this is more of an A tier movie. Um, I don't know what you think about it. This is one I'll fight you on. I actually like okay. John Wick 2 more than John Wick 1. Mm -hmm. 1, just on quality. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of the things that annoys me with all these conversations is expectations because people's minds aren't blown as much. I'm not even throwing this at you. I'm saying like myself included, yeah. I have to like take a step back and go, okay, right. This is a continuation. That doesn't mean it's worse or better on its own quality. It's what we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. Movies and expectations. Expectations can make or break your experience of a movie. So one, I think on its own terms, this is a better and more successful version of this movie than John Wick 1 even though they're not breaking the mold and two, they do expand the mold. At least they yeah. add layers to it, which what you're talking about earlier with matrix two and three, the problem was they added too many layers, right? With right. this one, it was, it's what turns it from a one-off. Whoa, that's a cool movie uh, to have like for movie night. Mm -hmm. 
you remember that one movie that Keanu Reeves made 20 years ago? Why didn't they turn that into a franchise too? Like this is a full-fledged fucking franchise with spinoffs now because of what happened in John Wick 2. So personally, I would put it at a higher rating. We can get to that later, but I'm going to S for sure. Did, did okay. S sell you on it? Um, Yeah, because it made me realize that because like once the first John Wick movie was over, one, I was completely floored by it and I wasn't expecting to love that movie so much. But I wasn't expecting or wanting or at, or telling myself, I, I need to see more of this because I wasn't sure. Right. I, like It was like a one and done thing and I was good with that. Now, when the second movie came out, by the end of that movie, I'm like, I want to see more of this, you know, because now you expanded more on the lore. Now you gave me more of the character building and the understanding more of the stuff that's happening in the universe. Now I need to see more of this universe. So I don't disagree with what you say. And I I will I will agree and, and concede in this point where I was going to give it an A, but S... I think it does deserve an S because again, it, it helped me realize that there's definitely more of this universe I want to see. And it was mainly because of this movie. Um, so I, I, I do agree with you there. Um, next we have a movie that is well, called, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You, you skipped one. No, I didn't. No, you hundred percent skipped. What did I say? Um, Keanu. You're talking about the Jordan Peele movie with with freaking the cat. You're talking about Academy Award winner or nominate Jordan Peele. You're talking about he's voicing a character named Keanu. This is a list about Keanu, and yeah, you've given me shit this whole fucking time. Oh, it's technically a drama, it's a romance, it has a little bit of action. No, this one, crime, comedy, action. He is on the cast list. You're gonna say it's just a voice. You're going to say it's a cameo. You would be correct. But does it meet the qualifications of the list? Yes, it does. And I'm sorry you got to get that Photoshop out, buddy. But finally, I win one. You cannot deny that this belongs on the list. And I'm giving it an S. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll let you have your little S movie there. <laughs> Are we going to add it to the list? No. But you, you get to know that like at the end of the at the end of the night you could go to bed and know that you have your little S movie of Keanu. Um this isn't fair, but thank cat. you for the moral victory. I'll take it. I didn't think you would even give me that. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. Hey, I you're, my friend. You're, you. you're my friend. You're my friend. Um next we get a movie called Replicas, 2018. Um now I love the concept of this movie. I didn't like the execution. And basically the the synopsis here is a scientist becomes obsessed with bringing back his family members who died in a traffic accident. And basically it it deals with like cloning and and stuff like that. It it was a very ambitious uh, role for him to take on. And I know he was very passionate about it too. Um, It's Keanu Reeves, Alice Eve uh, starring in this movie. I I personally didn't like it as much. Um, I would probably put this in like a D tier um because i just didn't think it was that well executed did you see this movie no and the reason why is unless unless i'm missing something here Mm -hmm. on the other ones we're going to cover this is the lowest rated of all of these action movies on letterboxd i'm not surprised when i see scores that bad it's hard for me to work myself up to to go to the theater for them yeah and then you miss it it, and, and life's moved on i'm fine with missing this one it's yeah you're not missing much because like i said i it, 
the concept oh, is sorry, good. The, the next one we'll get to. Uh, go ahead. I'll segue in a second. Yeah, so replicas, we'll just put on D because I just didn't think it was that strong of a movie. So the next one you're thinking about is Siberia. Which is it, technically rated lower, is the one that I missed. <laughs> I was going through this list. Oh, God. A weird yeah. moment. Another, like, hey, I want to keep doing weird stuff, Keanu moment. Right. I'm sure his agent's like, are you sure you're just, I mean, thanks for all the free money. Just do whatever makes you happy, buddy. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. So no. I, I'm just going to put this in to have not seen it. I probably will never see it. Um, but yeah, you know, I, you watching along and listening, all of you out there, if you've seen Siberia, if you've seen any of the movies we haven't seen, Chain Reaction, Street King, Man of Tai Chi, Siberia, let us know where you would rank this in this list that we're working on because we're curious as to hear what your thoughts are on these movies. Also, there, I want to make sure that those people know there are other movies that exist. Oh, absolutely. You can watch sure. those instead. You don't have <laughs> True. to have seen those. True. I hope you have something better to do with your time and that you're working on that, prioritizing it. Maybe <laughs> you have a therapist. I don't know. But there's a lot of movies in the world. It's okay to miss these. These are That's not... fine. Yeah. yeah. They're not they're not like must watches in Keanu's repertoire. Right. Not really. Yeah. Um, there's right. so many others that is under his belt that's well worth watching than those. And one of them is possibly John Wick Chapter 3. And this is the only one of the movies that actually had a, a secondary title because it was being marketed as John Wick Parabellum for a long time. Um, I don't know why they decided to do that, but it was the third in the John Wick franchise. Uh, this is what introduced us to Halle Berry um, in this film with the dogs, which I thought was a cool addition. Um, yeah. But... I think you and I both agree that it wasn't as strong as the first two. It, it, I believe you were even mostly disappointed by this movie, right? Yeah, for sure. And the, it's an expectations problem. If yeah. I'd watched this and there hadn't been a John Wick 1 and 2, maybe I would look at this the same way I look at John Wick 1. But there's a couple choices they make. The desert sequence, and they fully lose me. And it gets... When this movie's at its best is when it's not in... When this franchise is at its best, is not when it's in these arbitrary. We're gonna this token gets to turn into two tokens, which then you owe a life debt, and then <laughs> right. that life debt yeah. can be converted into this. And another problem, which I didn't talk about earlier, but twenty million dollars to establish your legacy, save your life, your franchise, like everything for the table—that's a little low, buddy. Yeah, it was fun watching the nobody character work that up. That was one of the best action. It's a negotiation action sequence. Yep. Mm -hmm. which we usually say for like courtroom level like dramas. Right. But the one where he keeps working that number up, that said, the 20 million is absurd. The What's really absurd is watching the action hero go on a little vision quest in, a, in <laughs> what is supposed to be a fuck him up, shoot him up movie. Right. right. And it's not. So my, I was mad about this one. If we're being honest, I would say B probably. If you wanted to say okay. C, I wouldn't be mad. And if you want to say A, I would go along with it. But it's in that range for sure for me. Like definitely a, a couple steps below the, the S's. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you here. I mean, it's still it's still a good movie. But I think with the setup that we've gotten with the previous two John Wicks, it builds up that expectation of what we wanted to see. And I don't think we fully got it. You know, we didn't get it there. Now, yeah. 
that could have been done on purpose, you know, because knowing that they were going to do a fourth one, that maybe they were saving up a lot of stuff for the, the fourth one. Um, but yeah, I would I would say that this is probably more of a B B level movie for sure. Which the only other thing, and I'll throw this in real quick. We we didn't talk about with John Wick four that desert scene. Where, so they begin in the desert, and then the western yeah. element of it being thrown into that. Yeah, I'm actually was it, it helped make John Wick three better in my mind that it now sure. connects to this world and yeah. made this one even more successful. So good, right. good point on your end. Yeah, definitely. Um, next we have, I, and I feel like you and I were going to have a big debate on this one. Uh, the Matrix Resurrections. So after so many years, what happened? I thought you were going to say SpongeBob the movie. The movie. Okay. Are you missing another one? Uh, I can't. I can't. I'll stop. I'm like, do we really have to talk about that, SpongeBob? <laughs> um, so we did. We do. No, we weren't doing the podcast yet um, when this movie came out. I don't think. Um, or we were, but we weren't able to talk about this. Uh, by the way, this is a major segue, and I'm surprised we haven't spoke about it before. But happy anniversary, dude! It's already oh. been a year since we've been oh. doing the movie time podcast. You're right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Crazy, right? Yeah, I think we're at over a year because Bat- the Batman was our first one that was February last I, year. I think I I so I looked back on the dates of when our first episode went live and it oh, was March two weeks and it was, was like two Batman. weeks ago yeah. yeah good call okay yeah Hell yeah yeah man so happy say. anniversary this is something it, time flies dude you know <laughs> i'm glad we're doing this movie and it's not last week with um, <laughs> no, i blocked it out sorry whatever that was <laughs> that's fine though no. um, this is a fun one for sure uh, um, absolutely and looking back on history on our anniversary, it's, it's special. It is. It is. It's. It's. And I love that we we keep doing this. So it's awesome. Um. But yeah, What's Matrix. Funny is we definitely did the same thing. But I know for a fact we weren't because it was 2021, right? That this Matrix. But yeah. we did essentially an off-air movie time episode, which is what our friend. Oh, I think was you're right. I, you're right. Well, we do that all the time. Yeah, we do yeah. that all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think you and I, we definitely had different opinions about this movie for sure. Um, yeah. I remember watching this movie and being extremely disappointed by it. Um, I thought Keanu really showed his age in this movie, um, which he doesn't in John Wick, which that's why I find very odd about it. Because in John Wick, he's doing full on action star Keanu. In this movie he's just like pushing people i feel like the whole time he's just doing a lot of this a lot of this you know and i'm just like dude why are you acting so old and then they flip the script where it's no longer neo who's like the main person but it's trinity who's now like the one who's taking over the mantle here and i don't know there was just a lot of choices in this movie that i just was not gelling well with and i was very much disappointed but I knew, I, but I know because when we talked about it, you actually really enjoyed this movie. So, like, what were your thoughts about this movie? Because we never had a chance to like talk about it on 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 air. I'm gonna be big brain Blake for this yeah. one. This is another successful Matrix movie, but that's because when I'm going into Matrix, I don't only want bullet time, right? Sure. And what they're essentially doing in this project to me was very successful 
I remember leaving the theater and about half the people were pissed. A bunch of people were like, ah, it was okay. And then I was sitting there like, fuck yeah, that was amazing. They took the concept and then they double and then they triple and they quadruple. And I lo loved it. And I had some of the best post movie conversations with the friends who go see random action movies is a different crew than the ones who see, you know, the weird art house, Paul Thomas Anderson, sure. any of that stuff where you're having the proper deep combos afterward, going to the coffee house. This is one where saw it with a whole group of friends and we all went to the restaurant afterward and we went deep dive and then we went into deep, you know, political, religious, theological, all that stuff. So the philosophy minor in me says this is an A, maybe a B, because some of these movies that are, are also really good get A's. Mm. I will say it's a lesser matrix if you want. I it's This one is hard for me to even rate and categorize because of that because i feel like i'm i'm cornered into a no but it's actually good and deep even though people were disappointed by it mm -hmm. it's not really breaking the mold it's more of a concept movie than anything else with some good action in it i actually thought a lot of the action scenes were very successful on their own terms but legacy importance it's more of like a last gasp of a franchise that instead of having like a, a lot of legs just became so conceptualized. Mm -hmm. It could have been a philosophy paper instead. They're doing a pitch meeting about what they should do for the sequel yeah. within the movie. And they sell it as part of the movie technically. Right. right. I love that. That is exactly. And, and the, we did, I almost think we did talk about it on air later or something. I don't remember, but one of the things is, um, the quote is that the matrix is the movie that the matrix would create. Right. And this is definitely in line with the, there's like literal, like there's branches of philosophy from the matrix movies and talking about them and serious philosophers uh, talking about the matrix. And that's one of the quotes that they will use is the matrix is the movie that the matrix would make about the matrix. Right. This is definitely extending and adding to that concept. It is owning that within its own world and going off. So personally, fucking love it, but I like weird shit. And if you want to talk about importance and fan reactions, I'll, I'll be honest. Like it wasn't a great, like the, the people who wanted Matrix 1 again definitely didn't get it. Sure. Except you did, because it was technically there were clips of Matrix 1 in the movie, which made it you, so much yeah. more big brain. So good. It was mind-blowing. And everyone was... thought it was corny, except me, who was pumping oh, my fist going, they're doing it. I hated <laughs> that. I hated that I so much. It's like they're looking back. They're like, yeah, like you said, they're watching the first movie in this movie. Like, there was so much things that they were trying to make meta, but it was just not landing with me at all. Now, I'll give you that. I, it doesn't land. I, yeah. And even for myself, I was sitting there being like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. And it didn't fully work. I'll give you that. Which is part of the whole point. Don't get me wrong. And if they're doing it on purpose, it's the most mind-blowing and amazing sequel ever. But I can't stay on that soapbox forever. I'll lose my voice. So here's my question to you. Would you rank this the same as Revolutions? I literally cannot. I am going to ask you to bump it up whatever grade you're going to give it. And I'm going to walk away because I don't know. I'm so close to these. And they're more to me, they're more than movies. Like, uh -huh. I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to be fucking film, uh, film bro, letterbox, Twitter bro out here. Sure. So here, here's what I would say. I would say 
that this would be a C tier ranked movie. Um, I would personally give it a D, but uh, I I, I thought I, you were I do starting th- with C, and I was going to get you up to a B. It sounds like that's not going to happen. No, because it is. It's definitely better than Johnny Mnemonic. It's definitely better than Forty Seven Ronin. Um, but I don't think it's as good as John Wick Three or Matrix Revolution. Speed and Point Break. I'll put it below that if you want to. I won't be too mad about it. So, well, it's go definitely going to be below those two for sure. Yeah, but I I would say it's what's it right the... above. Are you putting it below Constantine? You are. I'm putting it, I'm putting it as the same level as Constantine. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'm, I'll live with that. Yeah. Okay. It's. It's the fault is yours, but that's fine. I would also, (laughs) for the record, the Matrix 4 would give you lower than a C rating, but that's fine. We don't have to get into that. We're getting too meta at that point. Yeah, like like the Matrix did. Hey! hey! Um, But then it leaves us with one last movie that we just talked about in this episode, and that is John Wick 4. S. It has to be S, right? I mean, we cannot so not give it S, right? I know we just left the theater and we got that post-theater glow. But dude, that I just sat in three hours and then came outside. And the fact that it was three hours and we were both tired and yet we're wired from it and are still into it, that's a bigger accomplishment than a, a great two-hour movie. But three-hour sure. movie keeps you going? That's an accomplishment. S. Yeah. No I question. Mean, if I had, if I if I were able to just go to the theater tomorrow just to watch some of those action scenes again, I would in a heartbeat because those scenes are just phenomenal. I want those scenes on loop somewhere. <laughs> so my weekend plan now is going to be going theater to theater to theater just by one theaters. ticket in the morning and just keep getting the, the, the highlight reel because the whole movie's a fucking highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, yeah, it's phenomenal. It, 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 it did what we were hoping John Wick 3 was going to do yeah. and then some. It like it yep. really, really did a lot in this one movie, and yeah, it kept I mean, it without trying to go do the the Matrix problem we're talking about, which is it right. expands too much and can't hold its right. own weight. No, it, it got back to the basics and added layers at the same time. Yeah, it did. This it, might and be it, my number one of all these, I don't know, dude. I'm about to. Whew. I wouldn't blame you. Um, yeah. and the one thing it's I think a, we should yeah. also say is that you know a lot of time when they do sequels, people will automatically say, "Oh, it was a cash grab. Oh, it's a cash grab thing." This was not a cash grab. They put work in this movie, and they put a lot of stuff in here. Yo, and yep. they earned it. They earned this movie, and they earned whatever success this movie is going to get. They earned it. Um, not a cash grab at all. And I don't think they spend a lot of movies, a lot of money on these movies anyway, right? The budgets I have heard are not that huge in, in any of these movies. So, um, man, union dues aren't that high. And uh, you gotta, <laughs> it's all stuntmen, right? It's all stunt Yeah, people. that's like the most <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, I, I, I did think that was kind of interesting because we were talking about with the Shamir Anderson, I believe the actor's name is. Yeah, off memory, making a name for himself out here. That could have been a John, uh, John David Washington. John David Washington. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. That and the newer actress could have been somebody else. Sure, they could be going big names, but keeping it simple is a fine move. And I'm sure in the stunt world too, they know there's a lot of super talented people who aren't don't have names attached to them, and they might be doing that um, on their own. Like it might be part of the mission of that franchise, and it's working yeah. for sure. No, absolutely, and it was nice to see a fresh face, someone new, 
playing a pretty significant role in this movie too. So again, yeah. I feel like they're leaving the door open for little spinoffs or getting a chance to see a lot of these characters again, which I don't mind at all because the the, the brilliance of these movies is that you intrigued us enough that now I will kind of want to see more of like, okay, what is this guy going to do next? You know, what is this lady going to do next? What is this relationship going to be like moving forward? Like they, they give us these nuggets and we, they leave us with this feeling of, I wouldn't mind seeing more of this. Um, and they did do a really great job at that stuff. So, so yeah, so that is our Keanu action movie, t- the tier ranking there. Now, again, what you don't see here is Blake's little S movie called, uh, what was the movie you wanted to include? Keanu. You don't see Keanu in here. In Toy S-tier. Story 4. Toy Story Duke 4. Kaboom. Yeah, that's, that's on lot. this list here. Uh, Let's we could do the non-action Keanu <laughs> movies next time he does one of those, but it's been a we while. We should. We should. It, it, that would be an interesting episode just to do a Keanu, like, just full-on movie tier ranking yeah. because he, he's done a lot, but he's also been involved in a lot of really good movies um, in his career. So, so yeah, let us know what you thought about the rankings here. Um, did we get some things wrong or absolutely right? Are we missing anything? According to Blake, we are. But let us know in the comments your thoughts and feelings and feedback on all of that stuff and everything that we talked about. But with that all said, that has been this week's episode of Movie Time. Thank you so much for joining us on this Keanu journey. Before we head on out, Blake, where can people find you on the interwebs? Letterbox.com. My screen name is Last Name Wolf. One word, no punctuation, common spelling. And... uh to quote the movie John Wick 4, it has been an honor, my friend. Nice. Nicely done. And as for myself, obviously, you could find me on Twitter, Instagram, also on Letterboxd. You see all the handles on the screen in front of you. But most importantly, here on YouTube, if you haven't done so yet, would appreciate if you just take a small time out of your viewing time to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet, hit that notification bell to get notified every time a new video is posted. Also, if you want an audio version of this episode, go to your podcast platform of choice and type in Loki Geek, where you can find that channel, where you can find this episode and many others for your downloading and listening pleasure. And of course, if you are in a position to further help support this channel and help this channel grow, check out any one of our affiliates in the description below. Anything that you get yourself or a loved one will go nicely towards the support of this channel at no additional cost to you. And for anything that you do, we greatly appreciate it. Since that's all out of the way, I've been Renee. That's been Blake. This has been Movie Time. Thank you so much. Stay cool, stay classy, stay safe. And we'll catch you all in the next one. All right. Peace out, everyone. Peace out.